Welcome to the podcast that passes poor performance on pop culture. I'm your host, Darren Duncan, along with my best friend, Audie Marsh. We're not here to hurt your feelings. We're just here to entertain. And at the end of it all, whether you agree or disagree, don't blame us. You know what that is? Big hand, round of applause. Look how little my hand looks on the screen. You got to put it up real close. It's all about the angle, isn't it? I don't know. I never really looked at my hands that much. Just listen. It sounds so provocative. You ever done the thing to people where you're like, hey, dude, if your hand's bigger than your face, that means you're retarded. And then you, they put their hand in their face and you're like, wham! You slapped their fucking hand. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've you done that. Retarded. You fell for it. <laughs> dumb, dumb. Murr. So what's going on, man? What's uh, I, I totally forgot uh, the topic today. What were we doing? So we are doing, well, you mentioned it when we were coming up with the ideas, uh, God's junk drawer. Oh, Florida. <laughs> oh, there. Oh, yeah, that sparks it right there. <laughs> um, the cock yeah, of the USA. <laughs> Where's the balls? It doesn't need any. <laughs> yeah, the balls are the panhandle, I think. Like, there's a little, there's like one ball just kind of chilling in the Gulf of Mexico, just floating. And the bath salts of the Gulf of Mexico. I call Florida the free state. Like, the governor is like the shit. Uh, you know, no, like, I don't pay state taxes. It's great, man. I think taxes really? was like 7%. Yeah. In and Florida? Florida? Yeah. That's crazy because California is like super expensive taxes. And uh, my buddy Bill, the singer Green Jello, he calls it the uh, sunshine tax. You think Florida would be expensive too? I don't know. Well, I think Florida gets away with it because it sucks know. living there. Because I'm no, so muggy. Everybody's no, wet, dude. Oh, I burped. <laughs> Fired. Everybody's yeah. wet in Florida, man. Like know. the heat just sticks to you. I've never been there. I'm dude, just assuming. You got it all wrong. All right. I, uh, what was it like growing up there, first of all? What was it like? So, you so were born amazing. and raised there, yes? Yeah. Okay. Florida is like, and I'm, I don't want to be like that guy and be like, because I'm from there, it's the greatest state ever. But being in the Army and then going and living in all these other states, nothing compares to Florida. As an adult, taxes and, and the cost of living – People think Florida, the cost of living is so expensive, but it's really not. Because I, I tell you, the most expensive state I've been to is Louisiana. Their I thought taxes, for sure you were going to say Illinois. Well, we'll you haven't we'll lived talk, in Illinois, though. Huh? Well, I don't live there. Rockford was enough for me. I, I've been roads in Iraq <laughs> were better than the roads in Rockford. <laughs> it's true. Like, you're a straight-up gangster if you've lived in Rockford. Like, if you lived in Rockford, you could survive in Afghanistan. Right. No doubt. I'm trying to get Rock the rest Gan- of this. Rockganistan, they call it, I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to get the rest of this stuff up. Man, I got I got everything, computers and stuff going right now. I'm just trying to, trying to get everything. So right. you're saying, like, as an, as an adult living in – all these other states, Louisiana tax-wise was the worst. Were, were you living on base in Louisiana, right? Yeah, but like the – just the the area. Like I, there was – it was a parish tax and there was a state tax. Like 
Like at the end of the day, I'd go to Walmart and I was paying like a fourteen percent in taxes between the two. Fuck that. Yeah, you looked at the receipt at Walmart. It's like state tax, and then it says parish tax. What the fuck is a parish tax? It's well, parishes in Louisiana is like counties in Florida. I don't know what they have in, uh, you know, Rockford, Cherry. I don't know what y'all do. Y'all call them counties up there? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's counties, motherfucker. Rockford's in Winnebago County. Um, but I'm trying to look up a parish tax. It was like yeah, the town at, was called parish. Well, it's a it's like the county. It's like what the town is in. Man, I've never seen that on a receipt in my motherfucking life. Yeah, man. Rockford tax or Winnebago tax. I ain't never seen that shit. Man, yeah, I don't fuck, fuck Louisiana. <laughs> you know yeah, what's fucked up? One of our topics tonight is the Gainesville Ripper who killed most of his people in Florida, but he started killing in Louisiana, and I've been might have been because of the taxes. I don't blame him. It's probably because his dad was a piece of shit and beat the fuck out of him. But, you know, <laughs> it's this person, it's this Facebook user, uh, Florida has the best governor, no doubt. For real? So how come? Well, not to get into any politics. Uh, uh, you know, with or without. Try to explain. He, so with the, I don't even know if I should say this word. I feel like we get monetized. What, uh, Republican? COVID, COVID. Oh, COVID. Yeah. Uh, he didn't shut down. He didn't shut down for COVID. Okay. You know, Brave man. Whole, like, like, uh, Falsy man. Yeah, firing police officers and healthcare workers. He welcomed them in from other states. Wow, He's like, that's not fucking cool. Like, if you got the shot or not, you're gonna you can work here in Florida. And the whole mask thing, and, and you know, being that it's a red state, they were deeming it like, oh, you know, it's the highest COVID whatever. But then it's like, is it really? Because CDC can't even tell us what the real numbers is, you know. Like, how right. are you gonna bash on Florida like that? Like the the dick of the United States, you know? Right. The throbbing cock of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Big triumphant, triumphant bastard. <laughs> Big old monster. <laughs> I love Florida. So anyway, the game. What did you say? The Gainesville Ripper, right? Was yeah, yeah. But I, I was more interested in what it was like growing up as a kid. In, in, so, in Florida, because so check it out. this is before so, politics and serial killers yeah. and things like that. But I, I do want to hear what it was like. Like, did you hear about any of this shit on the news? Do you remember hearing about Eileen Warnos, Gainesville Ripper, or Absolutely. White House Boys, or anything like that? So, from what I remember as a kid, a lot of the big events was the O.J. Simpson trial, the Casey Anthony, which I wasn't really a kid. I think it was like 2009. OJ, though, that wasn't that wasn't Florida. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was Florida. Motherfucker, OJ killed fucking Nicole Brown and Ron was Goldman in fucking L.A., dude. <laughs> Hang on. Maybe it was just broadcasting in LA, dog. Was it? <laughs> yeah. I was in second grade when that shit happened, and it was like that and the Oklahoma City bombing were like the two biggest things I remember as a kid. But this has nothing to do with the the fucking throbbing cock of the world, Florida. Right. God's drunk drawer. He he played golf in Florida. 
Oh, I'm sure he did. A Maybe lot that's of people where I'm do. confused. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? He he played yeah, fucking OJ, man. OJ was <laughs> man. I could have sworn it was Florida. Hell no. Maybe I'm just getting. Maybe he went college there or something. <laughs> or you're just mixing it up because of the fact that it's one of the biggest uh, news stories you remember as a child, you know, but. My my main concern is like the ones you remember uh, that happened in Florida, growing up in Florida, like local news. Like did that, did any of that shit cross your radar as a kid, or were you too busy playing with GI Joes and shit? It it did. I um, I remember a lot of the, I remember the the Bobby the Bobby Kent murder that was really big. That was around Miami. Uh, they actually made a movie about it called Bully. Yeah, we'll get on that. We'll get on that topic. I remember that. I remember the Casey Anthony, uh, which is bullshit. She, the weird that thing bitch did Florida. that shit, dog. Oh, oh yeah, that bitch did. That shit. Uh, <laughs> Don't blame us. Is going to go out here on the record right now and say that bitch did that shit. Oh yeah, she she did that shit. Stupid <laughs> hey, you know what? I know we're kind of off subject because we kind of got like a script, kind of. Uh, if that's what you want to call it. So when that was happening, I sent her a friend's request on Facebook. No way. Dude, and it went through, and, like, it was pending request. So, like, let me see if I can find it. <laughs> That's dude, ridiculous. Dude, I sent her a message. I was like, was this a Florida about- case? Yes. Casey, I, I think it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm like- saying you're calling O.J. Simpson if I can. Yeah, who knows? This shit could have happened in fucking Indiana for all we know. But I, I do believe, no, you know what? It was in Florida because yeah, it was. she claimed to work at like Disneyland or whatever. And then she took a bunch of detectives down there and was like, see, I work here and started walking through the hallways and saying hi to people. And yeah. then she hit a dead end of the hallway and she's like, uh, uh, um, um, and they're like, bitch, you don't work here. You know? No, no, it, it did happen in Florida. I, I was just. One of the biggest things that bummed me out about that, like, I mean, let's fucking be real here. A child was murdered by her own mother and tossed away like a piece of garbage in a shallow grave, like right behind her house. But one of the most fucked up things to me, dog, was that she had like little heart and Minnie Mouse stickers on her face, like over the fucking tape that was on her mouth. Like when they found her fucking dead body, she had this tape on her mouth, but she had little stickers and it's like I could see mommy being like, okay, we're going to tape you up and put tape on your mouth. We're going to, and then the daughter's like, no, like, what the fuck? Absolutely yeah. not. This is stupid. Why are you doing this? And she's like, no, it's okay. Putting little Minnie Mouse stickers on her fucking face to try to like make her be like, it's okay. This is normal. Yeah. And then oh, the fucking bitch um, left the fucking the body in the trunk for a few days. But then when she got rid of the body, I hate using that word for a child, but it's it's it fucking it, it's it true. It, it, it is, happened. It's, it's just terminology we're gonna have to use talking about true crime. But um, another thing she did was take a bunch of like pizzas and food from a dumpster and threw it in her trunk to try to cover the smell. So like when they caught this bitch's car, like in the impound or whatever, and they opened the trunk, like the source of the smell was a bunch of rotten pizza. Yeah. But it's like, bitch, you had your fucking daughter in that fucking trunk. Yeah, it's it's terrible. So they didn't have a Dude. solid case when they found when they found the body in the woods. Uh, I remember I remember it saying like 
when they found the duct tape, it still had like somewhat of 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 Kaylee, which is weird, which is my daughter's name. Uh, Kaylee Anthony, like the tape still had like fragments of like her flesh and absolutely maybe, maybe some of her teeth. Uh, and it just wasn't enough, I guess, because the body was skeletal remains, like the animals had taken it off. It wasn't really enough to slip or, you know, solid hammer her, which I love Florida to death, but like, man, you could almost get away with anything. (laughs) I think she got off because she was young and cute, dude. That's what it boils down to, in my opinion. I think she got off because she was young and cute. Yeah, she was probably banging somebody in the department, too. The fucking bitch. All right, so there was this thing called Zanny the Nanny. And apparently she had a babysitter who was this like immigrant Mexican woman and her name was Zanny. And that's who she referred to like, oh, my daughter's with Zanny the nanny. Everybody's like, where's your kid at? With Zanny the nanny. Fucking the bitch was constantly high on Xanax and a street term for Xanax is Zanny. So I think that that was like a fucking just some stupid thing she would say as an inside joke like. She had pump her kid full of the fucking Xanax to be asleep so she could go fucking party. You know what I'm saying? Oh, who's watching your kid? Zanny the nanny. They fucking give her Xanax, man. I know motherfuckers, not now, but back in the day, I knew pieces of shit who were smoking meth and they would like pump their kids full of Robitussin to go to bed. And like I met these people in the program when they were sober and shit like that. It's not like I was hanging out with these people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like when I worked at Sprint, my manager was telling me stories about when he would smoke meth, he'd fucking pump his kid full of Robitussin DM and put him to bed so him and his wife can smoke meth all night. So that's kind of what this Casey Anthony bitch did. But it makes me wonder if this is what happened. Maybe she gave her too much Xanax at one point. The child died. And then she did the whole fucking tape thing to make it look like she was abducted because she wasn't sure what she was going to do. And then, you know, maybe the sticker thing was a a moment of endearment, like, oh, my God, my baby, I'm going to put stickers on her. I love you. And then got rid of her, the body, you know? Yeah. So that's like one scenario that could have happened that I kind of think might have happened because I don't think they just put tape on her and fucking killed her and suffocated her. I bet well, she fucking OD'd on Xanax, man. Well, that's what that's what was said, but I agree with you. Uh, they the tape was over her mouth and nose, and and that's what did her in, you know. But I agree with you there. Uh, it makes perfect sense. She OD'd the child, and 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 it could we say it was an accident? Like, is that even a term I could use in this situation? I mean, I'd even hate <sighs> to say that, but like, you know what I mean? Right? Like, did she did she drug the child? Uh, the, the the kid, you know, not wake up and then she put tape over its face and nose and then made it look like someone murdered and, you know. Oh, after of, the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, she figured, you know, John Vinay, Ramsey, they, they got away with it, you know, why not? Oh, man, that's another thing we talk about, but that's not a Florida case, but. Yeah. I kind of think the little brother did that one. I don't know. I think the dad had something to do with it. I think the dad was sex trafficking. Man, I th- I don't know. I think the I think the brother did it. You think so? But, yeah, because the, the parents knew. Somebody in that fucking house knew. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. I I believe that. Um, I'm looking up toxicology report right now on uh, Kaylee Anthony. 
And it just says the official autopsy and forensic reports released indicate there were no drugs found in the two-year-old's system at the time of her death. But see, my I don't know, man, this is this is crazy because my sister died of a heroin overdose, but they didn't find heroin in her system. They found yeah. fentanyl in her system. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I, 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 and you know what? What sucks is no one's going to know until we get a deathbed confession. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And she's fucking, I'm surprised she's not an Instagram star or something, but she is like living her best life up in this dope ass house and she's fucking her attorney, right? Isn't she with her attorney? Like, I don't know if they're married or whatever, but I'm pretty sure they're like dating. Some pictures of him at the club afterwards or, or something like that. There was so much floating around. You know, it's like, uh, I just feel like she had an insider and that's how she got off on it. Like some, think somewhere, so? yeah, somewhere in that trial, I think she was banging one of them and probably, I mean, how do you, how do you not, and I get it. The evidence didn't whatever, but it's so obvious. The, like the it was fuck her car. Did it, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's like, but it's gotta be beyond, beyond a reasonable doubt. They say, but it's like, to me, man, <clears throat> I, I think she fucking and I, the rest of the world thinks that she did it. Oh yeah, but those twelve assholes and the fucking box didn't think so. Like, but you knew you know what happens a lot is when these fucking jurors go back. Like sometimes it takes fucking dates for them to make a decision, and yeah. a lot of it boils down to like one person being like, "No, he's not guilty." Like with the OJ thing, they specifically. Not trying to bring race into this shit, but like Johnny Cochran was a smart fucking man. And back in that time, they knew there was race wars going on. And like the majority of the jury were black people, if I'm not mistaken. And OJ's a fucking god, you know what I'm saying? Amongst yeah. men. Juice. <laughs> yeah, dude. And um there was like one white lady when it came down, like the one white woman juror was like, I think he fucking did that shit. And they're like, Are you fucking serious? Fuck you, blah blah blah. It was a big fucking deal. And they're all fighting about it. And eventually, after fucking days or hours or whatever, that white woman was like, fine, he's fucking guilty just so they can come to a, a, a term of an agreement, you know. But this is all I know from watching movies and shit, man. I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, what do I fucking know? I'm just some jerk off in a scream hoodie in a basement talking to your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty cool. but I know. Whatever. I'm pretty fucking stoked about it. I mean. <laughs> Anybody else don't think it's cool? Y'all can kiss our ass. Dick. <laughs> you can eat a Florida. <laughs> yeah, the whole fucking goddamn thing. See the little X in your top right corner? Click it with your middle finger. But if you don't click it with your middle finger, then I'll be offended, motherfucker. So we'll say, uh, we'll come to agreement and say the Casey Anthony case, the bitch did the shit. No doubt. Bitch done did it. No doubt. Put that on All record. Right. Don't blame us. Official. Yeah. Don't blame us. The bitch did it. So let's move yep. on. Let's move on, the... Daddy-O. Let's do it. We'll say. Uh... Let's talk let's about the Gainesville, Gainesville Ripper a little yeah, bit. Let's go back to the Gainesville Ripper. All right. So let's both agree and put it out there in the world that don't blame us. Do not condone murder. No. Serial killers are not to be glorified. But there is one good thing to come out of the Gainesville Ripper. And it's the Florida. greatest horror movie of all time, baby. You know what? 
You can't do a podcast with me without having Scream come up, dog. Scream. Scream. Okay. Well, we'll, <laughs> the way you fucking said it was hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> You were so disappointed. You were like, I, was, I knew this shit was going to uh, come up. This, this motherfucker. This is the only reason why he wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. So fucking. All right. Check it out. Kevin Williamson. I'll do the scream thing real briefly, yeah. all right? Go, no, this, this let is me have moment. this. I'm going to let you have it. This is your moment. Please enlighten us on this movie called The Scream. All right. So, Kevin Williamson was house-sitting for a friend in Florida, and he kept hearing bumps in the night and things that made him creeped out, and he was getting scared. And he was watching the news or a documentary, one or the other. Something on the t- television was about Danny rolling the Gainesville Ripper. So we got all spookified and he called his fucking homeboy and he's like, dude, I'm fucking watching so-and-so's house. I'm super scared. Audie's favorite horror movie is Terrifier. Oh! That, uh, tell him to contribute to our fucking uh, Patreon for that. <laughs> Five bucks a month. And then, and, 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 uh, it doesn't even have to be uh, Ryan Merriman. Just put it as Art the Clown. And we'll fucking love the shit out of it. So um, Kevin Williamson called his homeboy and they basically had this conversation like because he was scared as fuck. Like, dude, what if somebody comes in my house? It's that easy. And I'll tell you how easy it is that this asshole committed these murders. But the conversation started with what's your favorite scary movie? And that's how it started. It was all on the phone. And then he immediately after that phone call started writing the script for the greatest horror movie of all time. Mm. Scream. Mm. It was, uh, Kevin Williamson wrote it, but then it was handed down by God herself to, uh, the Caucasians in Hollywood from Mount Caucasus. <laughs> and none of what I just said is true, but <laughs> the fucking, all right. So Danny Rowling, AKA the Gainesville Ripper was a total scumbag piece of shit. He killed five students, four of them, it's weird. Most serial killers have like this trend, right? Only mm-hmm. chicks, only dudes, only old ladies, whatever. There's a rarity when, like Gacy, for example, only killed teenage boys. Um, Bundy killed brunettes with a part down the middle. Um, Richard Ramirez was random as fuck, but this dude, Danny Rowling, he kind of had a type that he liked. They were brown hair, brown eyed women, but there's one man and the only reason why the man was involved was because he didn't expect him to be there. Ryan also says Audie Marsh Productions knows I respect him and he's good shit with me. Just messing. <laughs> oh, well, now instead of five bucks, we're going to have to ask for 11. <laughs> no, well, we appreciate you, Ryan, for uh, watching, man. I Nobody busts Audie's balls more than me. Like, Yeah. I, no I cover up so much of it. I, I even cry at night. He has band-aids on the front and back of his yeah. ball sack yeah. from my verbal abuse. I, I barely even have any balls left. That's how much <laughs> he's taking it from me. <laughs> They're decaying, and that's why he yeah. bought the fucking deodorizer today. Oh, it stinks. Nice and good. <laughs> so this dude typically killed brown hair, brown-eyed women, but there was one one dude, and he, he didn't expect him to be there. So basically what this cocksucker would do... It makes me wonder if he would stalk these women because was it a coincidence that they all had brown hair, brown eyes? I don't know. Right. Was it a coincidence that they were all students? That's kind of strange too. 
but he would just break into their house super easy. Um, for example, like two of the fucking five times was a sliding glass door and he'd use a crowbar and bust mm-hmm. it open. And it's like, man, you would think I'm not trying to victim blame whatsoever, but it just makes you realize how easy it is to get killed in your own fucking house. Some jerk off with a crowbar breaking out your sliding glass door. Don't you think you'd fucking hear it? Or, right. I mean, my dogs would definitely hear it. And, you know, like we, this is America. We all got guns. You want to defend yourselves. But it's like, it's just, it's, it's crazy to think about how easy it is to get killed in your own home. But again, this is the nineties. We didn't have security cameras. Pit bulls yeah. were shamed on. So maybe not everybody lived that style. <laughs> but the first time he basically, he, uh, he snuck into the house. He saw this girl. They were 17 years old, bro, and they were roommates, college kids, and uh, she was sleeping on the couch, and he just kind of stood over her and just decided to go upstairs and found the other girl in the upstairs room, fucking taped her mouth, taped her hands behind her back, cut her clothes off, face down on the floor, did some shit, stabbed her in the back five times, went downstairs, basically did the same exact fucking thing. Now, the next fucking day, he broke into another apartment with two girls that lived in it and did basically the exact same goddamn thing. No, actually, I'm wrong. He broke in and the chick wasn't there. He broke into her house. She wasn't there. So we, he chilled in her living room until 11 a.m. And that's when he came in or she came in. He surprised her from behind, choked her out, taped her up, took her upstairs, did some fucked up things. And uh, he'd left. And all of his victims, he would pose in, like, sexual ways. And he would even, like, set the mirrors up so when you walked into the room, you would see, like, the fucked up angle. And so he um, left them dead? Like, he would do stuff to them and then... Rape. Yeah, he'd rape them. I just, I don't want to fucking get all crazy yeah. and have people no, 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 not no. listen. I, I don't want to go into detail with that, but I'm saying he would do that R-word. Because I don't know if we get monetized for that, but the R-word to him and then... Leave them dead or just leave them there? No, like he would pose them. them. He'd like put legs dead up. Dead bodies, yeah. After they're dead. So he did he that would, after... He would pose them all sexual, like legs open, maybe put so a hand like, down there or something. Like some necrophiliac? Or is it... Absolutely. In okay, fact, he okay. was he was diagnosed with paraphilia. Paraphilia is basically when um you're addicted to sex, but in a very weird way, like oh, abusive okay. way. Like, yeah. But he was also diagnosed with uh, uh, borderline personality disorder, and there was something mm. else. I got it in my notes, but it's not really important because fuck him, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, he would pose them. But here's the fucked up thing. Like his second victim broke in, wasn't there, waited, showed up at 11 in the morning, killed her, dipped out, right? Yeah. The motherfucker was living at a campsite. And it was pretty close to the to the campus. And he gets back to his campsite and realizes he don't have his fucking wallet. Fuck! I think I left my wallet at that bitch's house. Went back to the fucking house, looked for his wallet. I don't know if he found it or not, but that's the reason why he went back. And then and there, he decided to decapitate her and set her head on the fucking shelf, facing the body. And set up the mirror so when whoever walked into the room would fucking see them both. He set up mirrors so you could fucking, like a horror movie with multiple camera angles, bro. That's what he fucking did. 
sick fuck, right? Ugh. So, and this is from your state, by the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I'm just like, kidding. I don't, I don't. I don't know whether or not to be like, yeah, or like, ugh. No, he's he's originally <laughs> from us, uh, from fucking Louisiana. Um, oh, I can't well, read that, my handwriting, but that explains it all. His, his dad was a cop and a total piece of shit. Beat the fuck out of him and his brother. In fact, his dad even beat his dog to death. And then, as the dog was taking its last breath, like made his son hold it. Hold your fucking dog. He pissed on the floor. This is why he fucking died. You fucking haul. Like gave him his dying dog. And like, I don't know. Like I've seen and I've seen some fucked up things and some fucked up things happen to me. But I don't go killing people. I'm not trying yeah. to fucking blame this, but the guy had a fucked up childhood. His his dad would make his mom cut herself with a razor blade and make his kids watch. Like, cut your fucking wrist, bitch, and like make her fucking do it, And but she obviously wouldn't go deep enough. But she tried leaving him several times and ended up coming back and stuff. But yeah, he was a cop in fucking Louisiana, and in fact, um, he tried killing his dad got into a real bad fight, attempted murder. He got charged with attempted murder, but he ended up walking from it. But in the fight, his dad lost his eye and his ear. <laughs> I might as well just Could you imagine getting into a fist fight with your dad and taking his fucking eye and ear off his fucking skull? Psycho, man. Totally. So we're going to wrap this fucker up here pretty quick. He, uh, he basically ended up... Um, the last victim ended up there was a man involved and that was an accident because he broke into this house. He went upstairs and there was a dude and he's like, Oh fuck, I got to kill this dude to get to the girl. So there was a big struggle involved. He ended up killing the guy. And then the girl roommate was like, what the fuck's going on? Came out into the hallway, ran into Danny rolling, um, AKA the Gainesville Ripper. And then she ran into her bedroom, barricaded herself. He kicked the door in did his typical thing, killed her the same way. For some reason, he loved the tape, mouth, hands behind the back, and stab in the back five times. That was his big thing. Um, uh, oh, there was another killing that this family... Alright, so what happened... So this all happened in Gainesville, Florida. Before that, and about fucking five years before that or some shit, in Louisiana, there was this family that got murdered. It was like this fucking... This guy in his 50s was living with his daughter in her 20s. And then, like, her eight-year-old son was all living there preparing dinner. Gainesville Ripper came in, fucking killed them all in the same fashion, taped. Another thing he would do was clean the bodies with vinegar. And this is, like, pre-DNA shit. Like, the, the only way they tied up the Gainesville Ripper with these two killings is the fact that they knew that the perpetrator had type B blood. This, this is pre-DNA, right? So, like, why was he cleaning off the bodies with vinegar? That's pretty fucking weird to me. But, so, anyway, um, there was a bunch of bank robberies and grocery store robberies going on. But, eventually, somebody from Louisiana called Florida and was like, hey, I think that these crimes are similar. So, they sent the investigator from Florida down to Louisiana to check it out. And by the time that guy got back to Florida, this chick called Crime Stoppers and was like, yo. I know this fucking dude. I met him at church. His name's Danny Rowling. He comes to my house every fucking day, and he's super weird. In fact, my husband kicked him out of the house because the guy kept going on and on about how he has a problem about sticking knives into people. So they were like, yeah, dude. So they were like, all right, what? <laughs> you think that's a problem? <laughs> uh, a little bit, you know? I like to so, stab people. 
Yeah, he, but his his terminology was like sticking knives into people. He didn't say stabbing or killing. He was like, I love sticking knives into people. So the husband was like, you got to go, dude. You can't come here no more. So the wife called Crime Stoppers. And then they kind of just put two and two together. When they tried to go find Danny Rowling, he was already in jail for a fucking grocery store robbery. And like all this shit happened over a matter of like five days. dude. It was like most of your serial killers have berserker period. Where they like, they'll like kill one a month, one every six months, one a year, but then they go into berserker mode, like 10 Bundy, another Florida boy. Um, they go into berserker mode, like 10 Bundy went into this fucking college and killed like fucking five chicks at a time, you know? Yeah. That's berserker mode. Like this dude did berserker mode in a matter of like five days. And then that he got busted. Um, but I think I pretty much summed it all up sort of kind of a little bit. So let me add something to this. Yeah. What you just told me was way better than the Scream movie. Fuck you. Um, In the mouth with Florida. (laughs) The whole ghost. (laughs) You're such a prick. (laughs) All right. So thinking of speaking of that, how it's so fucking much more amazing than uh, Scream. I added a couple more notes for you, little fucker. (laughs) All right, so he, um, well, I'll get to him real quick. So he pled guilty to all the charges. Uh, he went to trial four years later. He was diagnosed with antisocial disorder, borderline personality disorder, paraphilia. Before execution, he claimed he did the murders in Louisiana. This always interests me. Let's talk about this just for one brief moment. His last meal, what do you think a Florida boy's last meal would be? I'm going to say oranges, steak, and shrimp. Lobster tail, you were close. Ah, close. There's always seafood, you know? Right. Yours would probably be oysters and crackers. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. His, uh, he didn't have any final words, but he did sing a gospel hymn. And it's like, Imagine fuck that. you, you don't get to do that. You yeah. can't kill all these people and be a cocksucker your whole life and then be like, oh, I'm going to sing a song about God before I die. Fuck you. Like, now you're good. <laughs> but uh the, the the victim's relatives witnessed the execution how how do you feel about that would you want to witness uh if somebody killed somebody in your fucking family would you want to be there and watch them die absolutely i've always said this if someone killed my one of my family members i would hope the jail prison system or in the midst of their trial they protect this guy because I would, sh- I would want to kill them myself. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? Uh, real quick, like the, I think it was in the seventies or eighties, the Karate Kid's instructor molested the dude. I told you my dad knew that guy. Yeah, I talked he, to you about. He was this. at the payphone and like he pretended to be on a payphone, and when he and walked like, through, boom. he turned around and fuck a child. Yeah, that's what I. The would dude do. got two years probation. That's Good. it for that. Good. I wouldn't even point blank range years. murder, yep. first degree murder in a fucking airport in front of yep. hundreds of witnesses, two years probation, bro. Yep. He he did the court a, a fucking favor, like right. He saved the state a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> did we just say that at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, that's fucking did funny. Did we just become best friends? Right. <laughs> you want to go play karate or karate on a podcast? <laughs> So you my wanna, homeboy Brent go, says uh, that. <laughs> what? 
What do you say? My homeboy Brent said that the fucking thing won't play. What on your on his Facebook or my? Or I don't know. He's Facebook? not on Facebook. Uh, he, he has no Facebook. It's streaming on yours. I'm I'm looking right at it. All right. You want to oh, send him one what? real quick? Tell no. Tell him to go to your YouTube. Hang on. I got you. I got it. All Don't right. worry about it. Go to the Do next. that for me, and I'm going to end this Gainesville Ripper thing. Yeah. So I, um, I did write this down for you because I was anticipating you say that that story was better than Scream. <laughs> so if you are interested in learning more about the Gainesville Ripper, there is an episode of a TV show called Cold Blood. That's all about him. There is an episode of a TV show called Nightmare Next Door. That is all about him. There is a book you could read that Sandra London collaborated with Danny Rollings, and the book is called The Making of a Serial Killer, The Story of the Gainesville Murders in the Killer's Own Words. Now, hold on, not finished. <laughs> there is a TV show called Murder Made Me Famous about him. The TV show 2020 has an episode about him in 2021. He has, if you're into collecting murderabilia, like me, um, just Google murderabilia and you will or um, true crime auction house and you can buy things from him. He wrote songs, hymns, drew pictures. There is a book about him called Drifter. And Audie's favorite thing, I saved this for last. There is a song about the Gainesville Ripper. It is called Harold Rowling's Hymn. It is from an album that came out in 2007. The CD is called The Devil Knows My Name, and the artist is, can you guess? John 5. Oh, no way. Yeah, dude. Didn't, know that. Didn't even know that. I should have I gave you a little more time to guess. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, Jim Morrison. Marilyn Manson or, or, or some Marilyn shit. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> right. Or Rob Zombie or somebody. But, yeah, dude. John 5. Uh, dude. It's the worst song I've ever heard in my life. It's 54 seconds long. It's <laughs> usually he's like, and it's amazing. But this is like pure industrial garbage. And he's like, it once was a man who lost head. It's like, it's, it sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just, listen to it. The song is called Harold Rowling's Hymn by John Five. The CD is called The Devil Knows My Name. And it's the worst 54 seconds of your fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Please do. And then you can tell me how fucking terrible it is. So oh, did you send that link to that dude? I did. He's on. He's got it. He's watching? Yeah. Nice. Now, I truly apologize. I hope that my fucking rambling didn't turn away any of our it uh, listeners. It doesn't matter. Don't blame us, right? Don't blame us, because I could care less if you watch or not. Right. Well, don't say that, because I want their money. <laughs> Send what? me your you, money. You, you going to kill them? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why you got to put me on blast, bro? <laughs> but for real, Patreon, send us some money, or you can fucking PayPal it to us. We don't care. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about the White House boys. You know way more about that than I do, and you just recently visited them, yes? I did. Yeah, hey, you were I'm, fast with that. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna be uploading some vloggage of the grounds. 
I, I went there with intentions to see the actual White House and to see the graves. Uh, it's since I don't know. It was a pain in the ass when I went there because like what I what I had in my head didn't turn out what, you know, I wanted to do. You know, kind of it's kind of like my first marriage. It looked good in my head, but then when it happened, like it just it didn't it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Mistakes were made. Yeah. And you know, fail is the acronym as first attempt in learning, so yeah, I never heard that. that. Yeah. You learn that in AA? That sounds like some AA would say. <laughs> I think the army told me that. I'm not sure. Oh, snap. <laughs> so now in Florida, in my younger years, if you messed up as a child or a juvenile, your parents had this ongoing thing and they would say, we're going to send you to Dozier, which it's uh, Dozier, the, the school of the school for boys. And it's in Mariana, Florida. And when this gets published on all platforms i'm probably going to piss some people off because there is a big following of these of the white house boys uh the survivors yeah i there's like five of them right look i'm not saying the events did not happen at all from the school was opened up in 1900 and it closed 111 years later it was uh don't finally, make me do math, man. Just tell me. It's a hundred it's hundred and eleven years. It was I believe it was finally shut down in two thousand and eleven, I think it was. So Holy recently. shit, that's recent. And uh as a kid I was growing up, if I did something wrong, my mom legit would threaten me with like, I'm gonna send you to DJJ. Uh or I'm or she'd say, You're going to Dozier, you're going to Dozier. And at the time, like, we would always pass through Mariana. And it was like these big, like ten feet fences with barbed wire. Like there was a certain part you went off uh, the interstate, and there it was. It took it was like fourteen hundred acres of nothing but this big ass school for boys, and and it was the school for the United States. So there was like people from Rockford, California, um, you name it they were all sent to this centralized school because it was like the biggest one in the whole United States. But well, it wasn't a school for bad kids, right? Wasn't it a school for like orphans and shit? Like unwanted gather, children? It was, from what I gather, it was for schools for school for misbehaved children. And what I understand some of these kids from, from nine years old up and here's, and here's what you can read about it, but here's what I think. This school was erected in 1900. That right there, you know, is going to be bad. Think oh, about absolutely. It. A school this size for misbehaved kids in the 1900s. Well, it's like the size of my fucking kitchen, right? Like, it's very small, right? 1,400 square. Uh, 1400, I, I don't mean a, It was 1,400 acres. Did I say square feet? No, it but was, the house itself was like. No, no, no. no. The house. Was just the a, White House. a small fragment of this whole entire place, right? Because that's where they got taken to be abused. There was like six they, jail cells, three on each side. 20 yeah, they, foot, they were taken to this house hallway. They would turn on a big industrial fan to muffle out the screaming. They would rape. They would beat. They would kill these kids for the littlest shit. Because you know, like in prison, you're going in the hole or you're going on lockdown. At least they tell you why. You know why? Because you fucking yeah. stabbed fucking Johnny Ruckus. You know, and, and that's the thing, like. 
this place wasn't a place for like the newspaper boy or the hometown football star. This was these were kids that were actually bad, you know. Okay. But but in the 1900s, from what I read, they would send kids just for like crossing the road when not when they're not supposed to, or climbing a tree on someone's property, or not saying yes, ma'am, and no, sir. Like that's fun. it was that easy to get sent to this school from what I'm reading. And I'm like, what? I was like, man, I would have been in there years ago, especially when I burnt the mayor's yard. Like, yeah, shit. no shit. Like, I, that would justify enough for me to go to Dozier. I'm just like, you know, right? Dodge that bullet. Yeah, no shit. We're definitely lucky to be raised in the times that we you were. Know, like some of the stuff my kid does, like I could easily back in the day be like, you're going to Dozier, you know. Bro. Right. <laughs> For telling your mom, kiss her, you know, kiss my ass. Uh, right. But this school uh, had a lot of bad, tragic things. It was rapes, murders. Uh, where I'm going to piss off some of these survivors is you got to think in the 1900s all the way up until even you know, poverty's been, poverty's still around till like the, even the 80s, hell, even today, but I'm saying like the 1900s, you're like, like if, like I was married and, and I was a poor home and I wanted the best for my kid, send him to Dozier, let the state take care of him, he's not my responsibility anymore, maybe he'll get a better life and then pushed out into the world somewhere else, you know what I mean, That that's what I'm thinking, I'm like, if because, that's the way the school was fucking like commercialized, hey, send your kid to us. But we'll but raise like them, said, teach them how to be a man. Because that's what they were supposed to do, right? They were supposed to teach them how to be a man and send them out into the world, right? Right, but but like, like a reform school, but just like rehabilitate a lack of a term, him, maybe. Re, yeah, re- rehabilitate back in the world as a productive part of society. Right, and I, I remember watching an interview of a guy, one of the one of the boys. There's like five, and they're probably what, and they're fifty, sixty, seventy, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, seven. Yeah, they're old. And this guy said that more Charles Mansons came out than good people. You know? Yeah, like, absolutely. Because it was because of the torture of what the kids were enduring in the school. Like, right. you know, you were basically molding serial killers. But but my thing it's a is a fucking is where, false flag operation. Send us your kids so we can fuck them and beat them. Right. Well, basically, send, send us your kid for getting caught smoking a cigarette because the state's going to pay us money. Mm. But I feel like, you know, some of these kids were sent there because the parents just couldn't have couldn't afford it, or even their parents didn't want the kids, so they said, "Yeah, my kid told me, fuck you, I want him sent here," and it was that easy. Right. You know? But Damn, then funny. on the other side of the spectrum, there was actually kids that were not the best of kids and they probably deserved to be there, not deserved to get raped, killed or murdered or anything like that. But they deserved right. to be there like, hey, this kid's actually a badass kid. Like he set the mayor's yard on fire. Like we need right. to fucking take him to the White House and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right. like. Uh, I talked to a deputy when I was on the site because. Jackson County uh, built their sheriff's department in the middle, in the backside of this place. <laughs> you have to go through Dozier, the grounds, to get to the sheriff's department. It's weird. I'm like, you know, I'm like, drive, because I got permission. I was like, look, I'm not getting, I'm not going to jail for this. So I went back there. I talked to a sheriff's deputy. I was like, look, I'm going to take some video. I'm going to take some pictures. I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to, you know, I gave him the whole spill. Right. And he he told me that 
his family after generation to generation worked in this prison from like the forties up till, till it closed. And he said that the place didn't actually put the big fences up till like the mid eighties. So it was an open compound. And he was like, what you read on the internet is not absolutely 100% true. Did the kids get killed there? Yes. Was there rapes? Absolutely. This is a prison. You know, this, this, this shit kind of happened, but he was like, it's not all what some of these survivors put it out to be and some of these people that just make content on the internet. And that's why I'm struggling with my vlog when I'm going into the editing process is I don't want to turn it into some like, this is the worst place ever. I, I want to be 50 accurate. I want to be oh, like, okay. Yeah. I want to be like, okay, here's this side, but here's this side, you know? So he was like, uh, you know, these kids would, would be two and three weeks or a day before they're released but they would run, get caught, go to the White House, and then their sentences be extended because they had nowhere to go. That That's all they knew was that place. And they knew going home was worse than being in that, in that you know, detention or, you know, prison for children. Uh, right. And he was, yeah, he, he made some really good valid points. And he's like, you know, uh, if you sit back and look at it, all of a sudden, all these people are coming forward, and there's actually an ongoing trial right now with uh, the state paying these victims. Rep, was it reparations or something like that? What's that word? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. When he said that, I was like, well, that makes sense. Because I'm going to say I was put in there in 2000, you know, fucking 10, and I was beat, so pay me. You see what I'm saying? Like, the White House boys, yeah, it was probably. An but there's only like five White House boys, right? Right, and my thing is, and is, they're all old as shit. Yeah, like, like, because from what I've seen is that there's only like five dudes that are like the White House boys or whatever, and they just recently did a reunion and they came back to the grounds. Yeah, and uh, they were like all like in their at least fifties, at least. So I don't think anyone like 2010 was probably just a bad example or whatever of a year. But like, do you think there'd be more than five people wanting reparations? You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. Like, why so less? You know what I mean? Like, right. Wouldn't there be more? Wouldn't, wouldn't there, wouldn't there be like employees speak up? Yeah, I don't, no, that's like, a weird thing. Now? I never thought of it like that either. Don't get me wrong. I'm not degrading or downplaying what happened to these kids when they were children. I, I 100% believe them when it comes to the murders and the rapes and all this crazy stuff. Isn't there tons of unmarked graves behind the building of like PVC crosses? Yeah. They're all I, unmarked with no names and they're all like about the size of a child. Well, but well, you the, can't go back there, right? Yeah, well, the state... Um, here, I'll play a little clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll play this little clip. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, that's a great idea. Give some, give the audience a little visual. Yeah. On a story, ten Tampa Bay has been following for years. State leaders are announcing new details in the case, an investigation into the Doge school for boys in the Florida Panhandle. The longtime reform school is known for decades of abuse, including beatings, torture, and rape. In 2016, investigators identified 55 human remains. A more extensive search 
search started last year, and today the investigator announced no other remains were uncovered. A survivor from the school was in Tallahassee today begging state leaders to keep searching. We were told that if we ever wrote a letter or told our parents anything that took place in the White House, that we would get another beating. And if that's not some kind that's of... That's Charlie Fudge. He's a member of the White House Boys, a group of survivors that came together years ago. That group is named after the infamous White Building on campus where they say the beatings happened. More for you tonight on 10 Tampa Bay, starting at 5 o'clock. Yeah, so my thing is, is okay, there was a lot of unmarked graves. I got it. The, these kids were dying, and no families was claiming them. So what do you do? You know what I mean? I like, don't know. Like what, do you, like, what do you do? Like, if your family has abandoned you, like, where are you going to bury these kids? That's like that's some really sad shit. <laughs> like, it is, dude. damn. Like, like first of all, like they're it's... in like this jail for dumb shit. But then, like, the fact they're getting beat the whole time is totally not cool. But no. then, just dying alone like that, and not even being claimed, right. like, it, s- were they really them... that fucking goddamn bad, or were their parents just pieces of shit? But, you know. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like let's blame the parents. Let okay, the kids right. went through hell. But let's go after the parents. Let's not go after the For employees sure. of the state. Okay, we'll go after the employees of the state who committed these crimes. No doubt about it. But right. let's go after the parents. Let's 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 hold somebody accountable for their actions other than the people doing the harm. You know, we For get sure. that. That's wrong. But you know, and I feel like I'm victim shaming. Well, if it wasn't if your parents didn't put you there, you wouldn't have got raped. So that's where I'm like on that on that, you know, spectrum when I do this editing of this vlog, because I was, I said a lot of shit in that thing, and I'm like, ugh, probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, <know>. fuck it. <laughs> I, I got a picture. I'm, I'm trying to bring up... Uh, I just think it's I just think it's fucked up that if these parents sent their kids there, thinking they're going to be rehabilitated or whatever, and then when they die, like, no one's there to be like, what the fuck happened to my kid? Right. Like, when I was 16, I did something pretty fucked up, and I got Rodney King. I got the shit beat out of me by six cops, and I was facing seven years. They were going to put me in jail till I was, like, 21, 22 years old. Mommy and Daddy got lawyers and fucking fought it, and I ended up doing only 15 days in a juvenile DOC. Now, when I got out, Mommy and Daddy was there to pick me up, you know what I'm saying, right. and take me home. Now, these fucking kids... They got, oh, yeah, my fucking son broke the law. Okay, they sent him to this fucking place. There's no letters. There's no phone calls. There's no nothing. And then when they die, there's no, like, what the fuck happened to my kid? What'd you do to my kid? What do you mean he died? He's 12 years old. He had fucking cancer? What the fuck? You know, like, that's what's, that's, I don't know. It's fucked up, man. Like you said, you know, not to victim blame, but it's like, where were the parents? Like, the parents led these kids to this fucking metaphorical gas chamber you know what i mean like fucking nazis you know yeah just to die like what the fuck and and think of the parents that had bad kids and didn't want to deal with them right you know what i mean like like was that was that part of it like you know uh i just don't want to deal with you you know what i mean 
This is my dumbass outside. This is me outside the White House. Yeah. So, so the state of Florida sealed this up. I couldn't go inside, and I and out of respect, I didn't want to go inside. You know what I mean? Even if it was open. Uh, I here would. I'd love to go in there. There's pictures. Dude, the, the floors are still bloodstained. Like I saw recent yeah, photos. Yeah, handprints and you know. Some yeah, the bloody stuff. handprint like sliding out on the door frame. Yeah. There's blood in the corner, and there's there's this one little boy that wrote the date, um, like his first date there, and then his last date there, and he wrote 19 times. That's how many times he was taken there. The one yeah. dude said that he saw a boy that was like 12 years old get in the face of a staff member. And they shoved them in the fucking dryer and didn't take him out. Like, he died in that dryer, and they watched it. And then they put him out in a fucking in a white sheet, and then they were like, well, what do they do with it then? And they were like, they put him in the backseat of a car and drove away. We never saw him again. And I don't know, but that was one of the White House boys that talked about it, and he was like an old man. Yeah. But... Well, you know, I'm sorry like... I interrupted you. What no, was... you. No, you're good. And I have I have mixed emotions on it. When I came, when I was on these grounds walking around, you know, I felt a presence. I'm not like some like medium or all this, but you could just feel the sense of like just this bad negative aura. You know what I mean? Like, man, right. I'm walking on the grounds of, you know, where these kids were brutally, you know, raped or whatever. <clears throat> but at the same time, in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, is it what's the internet telling us to believe you know right you know what really happened like i get it the white house boys i believe them but at the same time i feel like a lot of them is doing it just to get paid i know that sounds so bad and it could be you know what i mean like like is it that bad like this place went on 111 years no one blew the whistle (laughs) yeah you think there'd be more than five fucking people to be like oh i got six out of me like none of y'all blew look at my dumb ass I look so fat in that. Do not demolish. (laughs) You should have a sledgehammer in your picture. Then it would be super gangster. I should have got naked and posed in front of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is the cottage. Uh, This is what they housed some of them in, you know. And then uh, six of them got killed in a fire in one of these cottages, and two of the employees died trying to save them. So, you know, that's documented. So it's like, okay, all this bad stuff, but. You know, like where was the good ones? Why didn't they come forward? I don't I right. don't know. There's so many questions. I got some video footage too. Uh you know, this is gonna be on the blog. This is the church and I can't wait to see uh, it, man. I was hoping it was already up, but I know how you like to do your editing and shit. So I totally yeah, searched I gotta for be it right before we this went one. live. I wanted to see it. You know I get it, man. Um yeah, You're, you know, uh, first of all, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you going live with me because that alone is a gamble. Because I kind of fucking, <laughs> you know, might say some shit. <laughs> if you're going to go live Damn. with me every Friday night, I think you're going to be okay about making a fucking vlog about <laughs> the White House boys. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. But but the, the moral of the story, uh, we didn't end the Gainesville Ripper, so... You and I will come to agreement. The Gainesville Ripper was pretty fucking hideous. All right, he did that shit. Um, it takes a lot to have the Ripper in your name. Yeah. Like, for example, like you got the Hillside Strangler. Oh, I wonder how he killed his victims. 
you know? Ripper, yeah. it's, you know, he used a fucking knife. He, he stabbed women in the back five times. Yeah. Fucking, and, and my thing I, is, I, my thing to, to, to add to that, no man stepped up to him. He he beat the shit out of his dad, and he killed the dude that was in the house. Right. So this guy was like a not a force to reckon with, like at all. You know what I mean? Like, but somebody like myself <laughs> could have stood up and been like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you myself." Like, you know what I mean? Maybe that's just my right. my mentality of of murderers. Like, ugh, I would I would barehandedly kill you. For what you've done to all these females. You know what I mean? Right. Like, maybe that's just me. You know, again, it's in my head, but I come down to it. The guy would probably rip my eyeballs out and pose me in a picture with mirrors, you know? Well, that's that's what I think about a lot when I hear about these families where, like, one guy comes in and kills a whole family. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to learn firsthand. Believe that. But it makes me wonder, how the fuck does that happen? Like... Even a chihuahua, they hear that screen door open. They're going to yep, 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 and you're going to wake up. And, like, what do you do? Are you standing around waiting to see what happens? You call the cops? Do you not have a gun next to your bed? You know, like, I don't understand how these things happen. I get little little children getting picked up by the bus stop, and that fucking terrifies me, bro. That You know what I mean? Yeah. That shit is fucked. But it just, like, for some guy... To take a crowbar to your sliding glass door, come into your house and kill your whole fucking family with just a knife that they, you have a fucking whole wooden block of on your kitchen counter. He has one of them and he kills your whole fucking whole. family. What's and the fucking away. God's and drunk he, drawer? Oh, I was like, and he gets, and he gets away and, and he gets, gets away. away. He does it five times. Like nobody stops this guy. Right. Like I would take was it vigil vigilante justice. Yeah. That's um, what we need to do. That's what we need to do. I'd you love to, I need to but you know, up. I got a life, man. We, we need to wear like Spider Man suits <laughs> and be like vigilante justice. Hey, I would dress up as Ghostface. One hundred percent. Dude, you wanna know something fucked up? I went there in my head today. All right. So, you know, my whole Chrysler situation, we're laid off and they're constantly giving me these papers in the mail, giving me these uh, offers like, oh, go to the fucking plant in Los Angeles. You're 60 grand. I'm like, fuck you. I just bought a house a year ago. I can't do that. (laughs) They constantly send me these pieces of fucking paper in the mail that I have to fill out and I have to drive it in the Belvedere to the fucking HR and fucking deliver by a certain date, right? It's cold as shit out here, dog. It was negative nine. I have my motherfucking boots on. I have my army pants on. I had this dope-ass hoodie that says Scream on it. I had a black face mask and my trench coat. And I get out the car, and I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And I walk in the door, and people were like, what the fuck? Like, nobody screamed or yelled, but they were, like, fucking just super (laughs) nervous. And then I reach in my back pocket. Two of those bitches dipped. (laughs) Straight up. Two of them dipped. And I'm like, yo, I'm I'm here to turn in my fucking piece of paper. Like, just fucking give me the stamp so I can go back home. I don't want to be here either, you know? But I thought about it and went there in my head, and I'm like, if I was going to do some spooky fucking active shooter shit, now I know what to wear, you know? (laughs) Shit. Yeah, I, uh... So the Ripper will say, 
on a scale of one to fucking ten for Florida, what do you deem? <laughs> what do you deem him as for a killer that's come out of Florida? Is it like your favorite? When I say this, I'm not saying it's his favorite. You almost killer. said the f word. <laughs> but like, is it like you're intrigued killer because? They made a screen movie about it, or is it... Absolutely not. I think he's a bitch. Fuck right. that pussy. So maybe that's what I mean. The and, most fuck um, you... But you I, get, I get what you mean, though. Like, favorite yeah. is a lack of a better term. Yeah, I don't mean to use There favorite. are serial killers who intrigue me 100%. Right. But Gainesville Ripper is so far off my radar. The only reason I, I've never done research on him ever, except for tonight, because we were going to talk about jerk-offs from Florida, you know? Yeah, and I mean that by like criminals, not you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tonight's the first time I ever did research on, and and his his the only reason why I even know of this guy is because of my love for the movie Scream. Otherwise, I would have never even heard of him. He's so far off my radar. Fuck yeah. you, dude. He he he. Yeah. Um. He he only man. This is so fucked up to talk about, but like he he only killed five people. Which, you know, isn't a big deal. But, like, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I'm scared to say things. Yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I, think, he's a, I think he's a punk. And he just, he saying. broke into some apartments. And he killed 17-year-old girls. They were 17 years old. His oldest victim was in his 50s. And that was, like, a random house he broke into to rob. And they were uh, preparing dinner. And it was a 53-year-old man, his 23-year-old daughter, and their 8-year-old son. Like, yeah. Fuck you. Two 17-year-old girls, two 23-year-old girls. Like, he was just some sick fuck whose daddy beat the shit out of him. And he just broke into a, at houses and with a knife and killed people. And as far as, like, one to ten goes, fuck him, man. He's like a fucking two. Fuck him. <laughs> no, I I agree. It's it's hard to, to speak of these when they intrigue you because you don't want to say favorite. You know, right. it's kind of like, ugh. But I right. get what you're saying, and, and I hope the audience understands kind of where we're trying to go with this and not think that Darren is some fucking weird fucker that sits in his basement jacking off to scream all day, but that's neither here nor there. It's you know? absolutely 100% true, but and <laughs> what makes it worse is I collect murderabilia, you know? So it's like, fuck. Like, for me to own these items, you know what I'm saying, and post them on social media, and then I go live on the internet and be like, I don't glorify the stuff. They're going to be like, yeah, right, you sick fuck. And I just, I really want to clear the air. Like, I don't glorify these things. But God damn it, is it interesting? Because right, we all have that shit in our fucking mind. We all have the same muscle that lives in the walls of our skull. That lizard fucking brain that makes us be like, I could kill this motherfucker right now. My fucking boss, he said some more dumb shit. I'm going to break his goddamn nose, but we don't because we know the consequences and we think about yeah. it. We're like, it's not worth it, but there's people out there who cross that fucking line. Right. And instead of just jerking off to a fucking weird video on the internet, they actually break into somebody's house. Like, yeah. And, and, and that's, do... that's typically happens in America. Right. It's, it's and, Americana. And I, I think that the, the mind is a powerful thing. Like, I play out scenarios before I do certain things, especially being law enforcement. Absolutely. You know, I feel like they take it to the next level. I feel like they're over their mind just basically overturns or over 
overwhelms their body. Like this is it's it was right in my head. You know, this is what I forecasted and this is what I did. And then that goes back to those killers. It was like I blacked out. Like I don't remember any of it and would be like 100 percent. I think a lot of that blackout thing is bullshit. I think a lot of them say that they try to get a lesser sentence. You think so? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I've been in fights where I I know where you're going with this. I'm like, for sure. Come back and I'm like, what happened? I literally like, what just happened? My nose. But that wasn't that wasn't a passionate fight. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like me knowing you, I don't see you as the type of guy going out looking for a fight. You don't like, I'm going to go beat the next motherfucker up or, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the fights that you've been in were just shitty situations that you found yourself in and there was no other way out of it other than to defend yourself or, Hey, this guy deserves to get punched in the face. I'm going to do it. But you didn't stab him. You didn't break into his house. You didn't kidnap his daughter. No, you didn't plot. It was a, it was a crime of passion. Yeah. It was a spur of the moment. You know what I'm saying? No, I get it. Maybe. Maybe just but the black and all thing is real. That's one hundred percent real. Maybe with the killers, they they their mind is wired different. Obviously, because they're committing a crime, heinous right. to kill and rape people. Maybe that's their form of blacking out. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. I mean, I'm they not justifying them. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe legit. Hey, I I don't remember, dude. That. All right, here's another scenario. Like, do you think I remember every single moment when I'm on stage performing? Absolutely not. No. When I'm performing in concerts and shit, I get off of it and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I don't remember it. And I'll have people come up to me and be like, dude, I tried to fucking fist bump you when you were up there. And I'm like, dude, you call me a fucking I don't... asshole and you flipped me off. Yeah. Like, I don't see you people <laughs> when I'm on stage. I don't see anybody. I see lights and I just fucking, I just, I black what? out kind of, but not same... black out. I just don't yeah. remember it. Maybe you're so... so in tune and focused to remember lyrics. You're just like, right. You know what I mean? Like, and these people I, have the same mentality, maybe. Like, this is what I came to do. I'm doing it. And they're so in the fucking moment, living it. Like, yeah, this is why I'm fucking here. And then yeah. when it's all said and done, they're like, what the fuck just happened? You know? Yeah. So we're so we're at a we're at an hour and 10. I want to do at least an hour and 30. Okay. This is, this is a good topic. This is a good cast. I'll cut the Esto Florida Child Killer really short, but I want to move on to Aline Warnos. Right now, I'll, let's let's talk about the Esto Florida Killer just for the simple fact that Esto Florida is like from Bonifay, Florida. It's like literally the next town over. Like it's like five to eight miles. You're in the Esto. Right. Esto is a population of like three hundred people. And I, I, I have an I'll idea. Show... Okay, I want you to talk about this thing that you're going to talk about. But right before we get into Eileen Warnos, I'm going to take a piss break. But I have the perfect thing for you to do while I'm taking a piss. Yeah. You can play Eileen Warnos' favorite song. I'll play I'll play a clip of the Esto Florida, somewhat of it. You go piss. And then we'll go into Eileen. Well, how long is the clip? Uh, I think it's like... It's six minutes. <laughs> Okay. What are uh, we going to talk about? Because this is the, this is something I know nothing about, right? The Esto? Yeah, no. I know nothing about this. No. I'm I'm going to tell the story just because it, it's basically my hometown. And All I right, get into it. it. I'll be back in less than a minute and a half. Yeah, sure. Go. Go ahead. 
No, you go first. You mean play the clip? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. Hurry up. <laughs> All right, for the whole two people that's watching. So the Esto Florida Killer, I know I know these people. Uh, and I want to say they're related far, far down the chain uh, because of how small of town this is. I come from like a redneck town. Uh, but anyway, I want to play this clip. So for those who are watching, pay close attention. And I'll tell a little bit of the story and then we'll move on. I just wanted to add this in because uh, it's so close to home. And I know these people. Like I know everybody in this in these clips. So check it out. Boys sitting on the stand in open court. That's troubling enough. But now imagine that the story he has to tell is one that could rob him of his mother forever. But is his version of a frantic few minutes the truth, or is it embellished by his seven-year-old imagination or someone else's? A jury will decide, and so can you, as Ashley Banfield brings you into a family drama and a child's mind. In this courtroom, a life hinges on what a little boy will say. This is my A.J. Hutto. How old are you? Seven. And what grade are you in, A.J.? First grade. He swears to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. Can you tell me what a lie is? It's not the truth. So real quick, this kid, I'll cut through some of this clip. This kid seven? Yeah, dude, this kid basically... He's so tiny, dude. That's crazy. It's so sad to see that. Yeah, he brought justice for his sister. So real quick for the audience, this kid basically witnessed his mother drown his sister. Uh, Very tragic event. The the mother apparently played it off as it was an accident, but the child watched the whole thing go down. And apparently when the police officers got out there, this kid was speaking of the incident. And because he was seven, you know, they're like, oh, you know, it's... Uh, you know, kids being kids with their imaginations. Right. And, you know, the kid was asked to draw what he saw. And he ended up drawing like a picture of the trailer, the road. When I say trailer, I mean home. I think it was a trailer. Um, and he drew the power lines from his view. This is what got the, this is what made everybody like, holy shit. He drew exactly the two power lines, the back of the house, the pool, his mom pushing the child's head into the water. You know, it was wild. Um, Jalik said she heard of the story. This this is actually on Netflix, Female Murderers. You can find this on Netflix. They do an interview with the mother uh, and the sheriff of my town at the time is on it. It's, it's pretty wild, but... Female kid, Murderers, but, Netflix? Yeah, I'll have to give you the name. It's It's... They interview female murderers. I, I can't remember okay. exactly the name, but it was on Netflix. Uh, I think it's like, funny you still call her Jalik, by the way. <laughs> so this happened like in the same county or county over? Or yeah, the same in the county. 90s? What's up? Holmes County. This is in 2000. Oh. 2008? Well, less than 20 years ago, so. Yeah. I'll go through some of the clips. Yeah, it was a trailer. I knew I was right. 
let's play a little bit. I'll, I'll kind of skip through it. I want to really get on the alley. Would be their last. No, hey, together. man, you take your time with a this. Fucking, I, mean, I don't know nothing about it. Okay. So you do what you want. This Amanda is your segment. She got off the night shift and napped while the kids watched cartoons. The plan for the day? Shopping for school supplies. The temperature was in the hundreds. She says the kids wanted to swim. I told them that we couldn't get in the pool today because we were getting ready to go. So they wanted to go outside and play for a few minutes while I got everything ready. Outside in the yard sat this above-ground pool, 18 feet across, 4 feet deep. Without supervision, it was off-limits to the kids with the pool ladder locked in the shed. Amanda says AJ came into the house. What did he say? He said, Mama Adriana's is in the pool. At first, I thought he meant maybe she was by the pool. And I said, okay, we'll tell her to come in. And he went back out. Amanda says as soon as she looked out the back door at AJ, their lives took a tragic turn. What did you see? See, just by looking at her, you know. After That's the, the mom that, that committed yeah. the murder? Yeah, after the whole story, you know, unfolded. But just reading her just from that is fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, you killed your daughter. How old is you the know? daughter? Seven. I believe, I believe it said it's There's no like way seven. in fuck. That pool is three and a half feet deep. I have the same goddamn pool in my backyard. Mm-hmm. A seven-year-old kid is not going to drown in a three and a half foot deep pool. There's no way. I, I agree. I, I If anything, if she was short, you know, I don't know, man. I, it... It, obviously, the kid, the 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 son, you know, was like, "Yo, my mom fucking did that shit." You know what I mean? So, correct me if I'm wrong. Let me try to get up to date here. So, like, this mom was saying, "It's hot as fuck. The kids want to swim. We can't swim. They had to go get school supplies or something." They come back, but one of the kids fucking came inside and was like, "Hey, the kids in the pool." So it was the little brother that so, saw. So- Run yeah. me up, because I'm fucking way okay. confused. So, My piss spring so, fucked it all up. So she, so basically the kids want to get in the pool. She, she's painting her picture for her innocence. Kids want to okay. get in the pool. She said no. So when you tell a child no, they're act, they're, they're going to freaking do it, right? That's what she's painting the picture. Like, I already okay. told him no. I already told him it was off limits. We're, we got things to do. And then my son comes in and says she's in the pool. And then I look out, and she's in the pool dead. Yeah, right. And then what comes out in the wash, no pun intended, rest in peace to that little baby child. The son's like, Mom, I watched Mama do it. Like to the you know, cops or whatever? Yeah, like the, invest- the investigators. Show up or whatever. Yeah, the investigator's like, wow, this kid, you know, this kid's going to be on trial. Like, this is the youngest kid no. we've ever had come forward and be a witness to a murder. And we have to, he's, he's not, a, he's not an adult. So how are we going to do this? And the like, little boy was seven. How old was the victim? I think he said it was like seven or eight. It said it in the video. All right. Cause the, cause yeah. in the video, they said that the boy on trial was seven years old, I think. Yeah. Unless she, I misheard she, I think, it. I think the were... daughters were like somewhere around the same age or something. All right. I mean, regardless. Irish know, twins. <laughs> but what's this what's, case called? Uh, I just I looked up the Esto. I just want to know how old the victim killer. is. So yeah, look it up real quick. 
Um, the victim, I think the video said she was like eight, seven or eight. So how do uh, I Google this? What's the what's the story over here? We'll say I can pull it up on the screen. We'll say the Esto Florida child. Esto Florida child killer. Yeah. Esto Florida. Yeah, but what was so crazy about it is it happened in two thousand. Okay. Andriana Hudo. Okay, so the fe- yeah, the female was seven. Seven-year-old American girl. Yeah. Seven years old. Yep. So you were right. And Yeah, so it happened in 2007. So I was a year off. Was it? Was it 2007? Yeah, on August 2007. So it basically says, Lewis went to trial in February of 08. I left for the Army in March. I remember it happened right before I left. Uh, statements that AJ, which was the kid... And Dr. Fox were brought up as evidence, and the defense argued that with AJ, that was not reliable witness, as his story had changed several times during the further questioning. And it says other evidence brought you to trial included an autopsy formed by Dr. Charles, statements from Lewis's co-workers, evidence of poor housekeeping and the lack of toys, including Lewis's statement over the toys whereabout. Um, what I'm getting and- out of this little cunty McShitterton, if she's doing a fucking interview... Did she get off with it? Is she like another fucking Casey Anthony or what? Oh no, dude, she got fucking life. the All The right. child, the child ended up like the evidence, you know, from the autopsy to the son basically was like, yo, my mom did that. Like I watched. He drew a right. picture of everything that went down to the T. Do you have any anything of that, like videos Let's or? See. Let's see. Um, Cause I've never heard this, and this happened like right next door to you, so I want to fucking hear about it. Yeah, Cause this is fuck. Uh, they did here. they come up with a motive with this bitch or what? So why is she drowning so her, drown her fucking? So what I got out girl? of it. So what I got out of it was from what friends and and stuff has stated that uh, she wasn't really a fan of her daughter. Like I guess there was some abuse in the house, um, bruises, and and. Uh, in one of the interviews, the mother was like, she was just, she was just problematic. She, you know, she, one of the, one of the, in one of the interviews, she said that my child talking about, uh, the little girl, uh, drew all over her car with a permanent marker. And like, she tried to paint it as this kid was like just a wild kid, but it's like, it's just maniacal it's and uncontrollable. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, so was know. my kid. You know what I do? I bust that ass. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? You know, it's like, <laughs> Last time he's gonna draw on my shit. I'll I just, fuck I just you think up. it was, I think it was the the whole. She just had enough, you know, and was like, "How old was this fucking hood rat?" The I think mom. she was. I think she was my age. Let's look it up. I think she was. Let's see. What's crazy oh. is. Is I like I know so many people that are related to her. I think somewhat down the road I might be related to her. Well, in Florida, all y'all are related to each other, ain't you? Yeah, we all migrate down from Alabama (laughs) to live in God's drunk drawer, the throbbing (laughs) cock of the U.S. It's cheap. Shut up, fucking panhandle behavior, (laughs) motherfuckers. Uh, I don't know how old she was. I think she's like my age. Um, she might have been a grade or two ahead of me, maybe. 
but yeah, that's basically the story of the Esto Florida killer. I wish I knew, I wish I could tell you more, you know, but it, it's, it's out there, man. It's on Netflix and they interview her. And, and some of the people were like, yeah, she hated her daughter. Like this was a, a ticking time bomb. This was bound to happen apparently. So, uh, I, good for AJ. I'm sure AJ, you know, he's of age now. This was in 2007. He was, he was seven in 2007. That was like, what, 15 years ago. So this kid's like what, 22, 23 or some shit. How fucked is that to watch your mom drown your little sister? And like, you don't know what to think about it at the time, because you can tell your kids anything. Like, my kids think Santa and the fucking Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy are real. Yeah. I can tell them that strangers can sneak into their house, put presents under a Christmas tree, put money under their pillow. But if someone snuck into my house, best believe they'd catch some fucking rounds to the belly button. But it's yeah. like they believe the other thing. Like, oh, so Santa can come in our crib, but fucking Tommy from down the street can't? It's like, no, <laughs> he can't, you know? <laughs> He's not allowed, you know? But they believe those things. For, so for a seven-year-old to watch his mom hold your fucking sister underwater until the bubbles stop. Yep. And then just be like, is this yeah. normal? Like, yeah, even, even at the age of seven, this kid was like, this ain't right. Absolutely right, dude. You for sure. I mean? Like, this ain't right. And, for him and to mommy, be... mommy needs to pay. Yeah, and like he stood up to the plate and was like, "Yo, this is fucked up." Like, all I know yep. is I'm never gonna see my sister again. Yeah. And that's because no, fucking my mom did that shit. You know, the real the she real took hero. away Grand Theft Auto Three anyway. Fuck her, you know. <laughs> yeah, she she took away my Manson CDs. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> <bitch>. right? <laughs> fuck. Yeah, this is dude, why that, jug- it, this is how juggalos are created by watching this <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> The fuck is so, wrong with if it? If there's any underage people watching this, please turn off now. <laughs> oh man, I hope there ain't any underage people watching this. <laughs> Me either. I hope I didn't fall out on her. So let's fuck move them. on to what you and I. So so real quick. So AJ's mom did that shit, no doubt. So don't blame us. It's gonna go out, yeah. and we're yeah. gonna say ten out of ten. AJ's mom did that shit. Yeah, she did that shit. All right, so that's the second time we're going to yeah. go out and say it. Number one, Casey Anthony, 10 out of 10, that bitch did that, that shit. Yeah. 10 out of 10, this other hooker, she straight did, she that, did shit. that shit. Oh, yeah, straight up. That bitch did that case. shit. Fucking bitch. Anyway, I, I right? hope I hope the, the AJ, wherever he's at, uh, and, and what's crazy, dude. I oh, he's a know. fucking professional skateboarder. Or he's you out directing fucking fantastic horror movies like Scream or something. Fuck. And if you know, and if he stumbles across this, like power to him, respect. It didn't mean any re- disrespect out of this whole video. We're we're just we're we're telling one hundred percent. You know, like we're telling the people how fucked up your mom is. You're the real hero. I'm saying this, Darren, because legit, I'm friends with a lot of people from this hometown. <laughs> I'm showing this shit. So, I feel bad. Like, did I shit all over that whole segment, or like, is there anything no, else no, you no, want to no, touch base no, on it? No, man. It, you know, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he gave justice to his little sister at a young age. It, it sucks that he had to do that at such a young age, but you know, what it's I mean? crazy He's to testify hero. against your own mother. Absolutely, 100. I agree. Yeah. He's a hero, like a motherfucker. Yeah, it'd be crazy because so many mommy and mommies and daddies can be like, "Hey, this is what happened. Say this. Say that." And he's like, 
no bitch <laughs> you know like exactly that's and wild I, and I for think, a seven-year-old I, I got t-shirts older than that kid you yeah. know what i'm saying and he knew what happened that day yeah you know what i'm saying like me like as a if i was a grown man and i witnessed that obviously i'd do something about it but where would my head be like i just watched my my mom kill my sister you know let's say i was like 15 like I don't want my mom to get in trouble. You know, he, he was right. so innocent to where he knew right from wrong, you know, cause you know, kids, heads, brains, they're like, they're so pure and blunt. They hold nothing back. Right. You know, but as you get older, you start thinking like that brutal, honestly, yeah, you start thinking rationally, like a teenager's head, like, well, I don't want to say nothing because I don't want my right. mom to get in trouble. That's when you start learning about other people's feelings and yeah, like, like, oh, I shouldn't see, say this to this person. But right, so when you're seven the, years old, you're like, God damn, your cats are veiny, yeah, Grandma. Like, that's ugly cats. as fuck. Put some yeah. pants on, bitch. You know? <laughs> there you have that brutal honesty. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, the fuck you ain't, you little shit. Your house you know? fucking smells like mothballs. What the fuck is wrong with Grandma? I don't want to go to Grandma's house no more. <laughs> it fucking smells over there like cat litter. And then you're right. like, you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. Say that. But as they get right. But like when you're 14 going to grandma's like, house, you're like, you, God you just give them a look. going to say nothing. Yeah. You, they're 14. You're like, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your, I'll take your iPhone away from you. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. No shit. Uh, but yeah, we'll close that out with, you know, that the Esto child killer, you know, respect to AJ. If he ever stumbles across this, which there's a, there's a possible chance he could. I'd love to uh, get you him know. on the show. If he's I, to. You know, I, I would too. And I would have to tread like very lightly. You know what I mean? Like, is this something this kid really wants to bring up? Or is this something he's open about and want to talk about? I'd be all game. Like, I don't want to put right. pressure on him. For sure, that trial is all over the fucking internet. It's nothing to fucking. If he comes on the show, the first thing I'm going to ask him is, "What the fuck was that swimming pool so green? Y'all didn't have chlorine (laughs) over there? Exactly. The fuck is wrong with you, Floridian ass motherfuckers? You ain't got chlorine tablets? That pool was green as fuck, dog. (laughs) You see that shit? She should just go to prison just for that. (laughs) (laughs) There I go, being a dick again. I told you not to. Hey, don't blame us. You know what I'm saying? Don't blame us. Exactly. I apologize, kind of. No, because you were getting all serious. You're like, oh, it comes on the podcast. Now he won't ever. I just shut that shit right down. Yeah. Well, if he, does, he was like, dude, he, he was starting to write down the email address. Yeah. He was like, D O N T B L A. What that fucking guy just say? <laughs> He's, like, He's retracting the text. He's like, oh, I'll delete that. Fuck these guys. <laughs> Fuck, I apologize, kind of, sort of, a little bit. Nah, it's all good. I. You know, whatever. I, it's it's done and over with. You know, his mom is his his mom's in prison, so fuck him. You know what I mean? Fuck He's her. probably living his best life right now. With yep. his, could you imagine being raised by that bitch? No. Like you done killed your sister. You think you weren't gonna be next, or like fucking, you know, something's yeah. bound to happen. Well, that's what Set I'm. Set the fucking Man, house on fire. Yeah, or something crazy. You, not only did he bring bring in stepdaddy to beat the shit out of you, yeah, steal all your fucking he... Ninja Turtle toys and. Fucking do cocaine on your fucking Transformers blanket. <laughs> the fuck, man? Something tells me you've seen this. <laughs> I'm just saying, he, he was better off testifying against his mom rather, well, rather than being like, only, no, she didn't do it, and then get yeah, raised by the well, bitch. Not, well, not only did he bring justice for his sister, he just basically saved his own life. 
For sure. You know? Yeah, 100%. I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> so you want to move on to Eileen, your 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 girlfriend? Or your, your first crush? <laughs> <laughs> the girl I, idol- I idolized my whole life by? Look at this. Dude, that's you know what this is? crazy. What is that, dude? This is a piece of Eileen Warnos's last rights robe. So the robe dude. that she wore on death row for 10 years, this is a piece of her robe. This was obtained by Don Botkins. Don Botkins was Eileen Warnos's basically only fucking friend. Eileen Warnos had nobody. And she consistently wrote letters to Don Botkins. And when Eileen Warnos was executed by lethal injection on October 9th, 2002, everything went to Dawn. Now, I know people who reached out and purchased these items. Um, you could buy dumb shit like uh, her ashes were spread out amongst a fucking walnut tree. And like you could buy walnuts from that tree if you want. Yeah. It's like dumb cool. shit. That's kind of cool. But it's a walnut from a tree that grew. This bitch got buried there in 2002. How many walnuts have fallen? You know what I mean? It's not like it's attached to the. I, I don't know. I guess it's cool. So you. But I have cool. a piece of her goddamn robe. This is that all she I got. wore on fucking death row. I got. I got this from uh. Yeah. Where, where she wanna, was arrested at the last right bar, yeah. or no, not the last right bar, the last resort bar. Yeah. Um. In Volusia County, I think. Did so. I say it's that right? Da- it's in Daytona. It's it's Volus- Port Port Orange. It's right outside Daytona, and it might be you might be right with the county. Um, yeah, Volusia County. If you want to I check did, that I, out, I got I got a vlog of that. Um, that bar, it's so shitty, dude. Like that bar, like the guy just basically leaves that bar open because that's where she spent her last whatever time before the cops came got her and he he you know he gets people in and out all over the place that just come in just to see that like my dumb just for that i would do the yeah. same motherfucking oh, thing dude dude me fucking too bro look at re fucking lehman that guy was in a movie for six fucking seconds and he's built an entire career off it i would do the same fucking thing my yeah. question is is this that bar called the last resort before she got caught or was it after the fact I think they did her wrong. So many have done worse and only got life in prison. You are correct, and yeah. we're going to definitely touch base on that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I fucking agree. Yep. I I don't I don't know, because in the movie, or in some of the stuff that I read, it was the last resort. Okay. From what that I movie read. is bullshit, by the way. They paint it out as this fucking true romance fucking bullshit when yeah. it was just... It was two broke ass hookers. Um, that it was, it was just, it was a fucking shitty situation. Mm-hmm. They were drunks. They were hookers. Oh, fucking Eileen was anyway. And they just, uh, I think that she went day to day. Let, let me, let me, uh, let me back the fuck up. So let's start. Let's talk about Eileen Warnos. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Do you want to talk about your visit to the last resort though? Because. Yeah, I could I'll, talk about Eileen Warnos all day long with my notes and fun facts and all that bullshit. But 
but you're one of the only people who actually visited the last bar where she was arrested, her last moments of freedom. So I think that you should talk about that. A yeah, I'll, I'll bring I'll bring it in a little bit with that, and then we'll go. Uh, because I, granted, she spent a lot of her time in Florida, but she was never from Florida, and I'm sure you're probably going to hit on that. Um, she's from the Midwest, I believe. Like um, Michigan, I wasn't it? Wasn't it Michigan? I, 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 I'm pretty sure she married a guy in Michigan, like a rich dude. Like way after the fact, after she had her kid yeah. and all that shit, I think she married a rich guy in Michigan. Yeah, and I think she was—I don't know, dude. I think she might have been still hooking and doing dumb shit, and he's yeah. like, "What the fuck?" And then well, she peaced out to Florida. Well, I think me being she was a, basically a hitchhiking hooker, a hobo living off the next, basically dick. Uh, you know, um. I think the first person she killed, and I even said this in my vlog, I think she honestly, this is me, she did it out of self-defense. I really think the first one, the first one, she, she was like, fuck, you know, she's getting raped. You know, she gets this guy off, blows him away. But then I think that's what, that's what triggered it. Like, yo, I can easily do this and make even more money. I can steal cars. I can do all this stuff that I'm sure I don't got to suck and fuck anymore. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think that's what, but here's her. what's fucked up is it was a 12 month period. She only killed seven guys over a 12 month period. Can you imagine how many guys that she slept with over 12 months? Yeah. Yeah, Why only seven? Go. Yeah. So, I, I was there like maybe she was just in that mood like hey i'm gonna suck and fuck tonight it's a good price 100 yeah. bucks quick blowy well, well, and i'm well, maybe, out or maybe, maybe the when she... the, the, the time she decided to murder she was up and hard and her fucking mm -hmm. girlfriend was on her ass we need more money we need a car and then she'd be like fuck i gotta get my girlfriend to shut the fuck up because we all know what that's like and then she just fucking kills the motherfucker why only seven dudes over 12 months yeah. when she was if she was out there every fucking day or if she hit a nice big fat lick, first of all, they're living in a fucking hotel room. Mm -hmm. There's no hotel rooms under a hundred fucking dollars, dude. If if and who carries fucking five hundred dollars or more in their wallet of cash? If she's killing these motherfuckers, getting let's just say five hundred bucks out of their wallet, that's what? That's less than five nights, and you still got to fucking drink some brujas and get some cigarettes and shit like that. Yeah. Like, why only seven dudes out of twelve months? I don't, I don't know, and and maybe like you said before, it was an up and down for her. like, you know, right. the first killing, she got everything she wanted out of it, and then she's up and up and up, and it's like, fuck, I need money, I'm I'm sucking and blowing all this shit, and it's just not getting to me where I need to be. I know if I kill somebody, I get all their money, I get all their credit cards, I get I get their car, you know what I mean? So right. I I think it was a roller coaster for her, and she. I think it clicked that she could kill people and, and easily get more out of it. Um, but there again, uh, you know what EA said on the comment, you know, they did her wrong. I, I agree. They, they did her murder's wrong. Murder's murder. Murder's Mur wrong. Yeah, murder's murder. And she she paid for what she did, obviously, in the great Here's state the of thing. Florida. You know. She fucking pleaded. She pled guilty right away. Like, she she did a confession is what she did. And it was because her fucking girlfriend at the time was calling her up, like, when the fucking phone was tapped. And yeah. she's like, they're coming after me. They're talking to my sister. They're going to get me. I don't want to go down. 
Eileen is like, fuck, I got you. All right, it's cool. Yeah, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll say I'll everything. Yeah. So she confessed to everything. But then she gets on the fucking courtroom, right? Then her fucking girlfriend comes out on the witness stand talking about this bitch did everything. I had nothing to do with it, blah, blah, blah. And then Eileen was heartbroken. Like, yeah. this bitch just shit on my heart. Like, I was doing this for you, and now you're going to fucking spit on my face, basically, and metaphorically in the courtroom. And that's when I think she started to be like, well, wait a minute. I'm going to say that it was fucking abuse and rape and all this shit. Yeah. And another thing, too, is like in her confession, she clearly stated she was like, I was a hooker. I used to fuck yep. these guys. And like the one guy tried to rape me. So I killed the motherfucker. And then later on, I just started killing them for their money and shit. But then like she admitted to doing this to murdering men. Right. While she was prostituting. Yep. But the media was saying that these men weren't out looking for a hooker because the family members were like, oh, my dad would never do that. He went to church every Sunday or my dad fucking invented fucking post-it notes or some stupid <laughs> shit, you know, like, oh, my fucking family member would never do that. So they played it out that she pretended to be a damsel in distress. Like, oh, I'm fucking. I'm I'm broke. I'm just looking for a ride. I'm not looking to suck your dick and then kill him anyway because the family members were pissed off that their dad or grandpa or uncle or whatever was being portrayed as a John, as somebody who would pick up a hooker. Yeah. So, like, she got shit on. They did her wrong completely because yep. whether or not... All right, first of all, she killed these motherfuckers. Guilty of murder seven fucking Period. times. Yep. Right, straight up. But, not victim blaming, again, but I don't care if these people went to church or not. I don't care if they were the fucking owner of the fucking Toys for Tots or ran the library or whatever. Preacher. They were still picking up a preacher. fucking hooker, dude. Yeah. Don't pick up a hooker. Yeah. Don't don't put yourself, <laughs> and I even said that on my vlog when I started my video. I said that. I said, I said, not victim shaming, but you're putting yourself in a position to where this is not rainbows candy the magic mountain and candy mountain yeah. this is this is a a, a hooker like there, right. there's there, there's a chances of a pimp being somewhere there's a chance of the hooker Dude, just being a straight up killer like you i've picked up zero hookers in my life guess how many times i've been murdered <laughs> the same amount motherfucker yeah i stay away from hookers too because i can't afford them <laughs> <laughs> well that's another fucked up thing is that she started when she was 14 years old and she claimed to keep her prices really cheap. That way she could get picked up more often. And it's like prostitution is gross, but what's more gross? Fucking a teenage girl, you know? But think about she didn't kill her first victim until she was 33 years old. She started prostitution at 14, dude. So she went that fucking long. Like half of mine and yours life as a prostitute. <laughs> Let me get into some facts, dude. Go ahead, um, man. Spit them. So, she was abandoned by a teenage mother at six months old. At six months old, her teenage mother was like, fuck you, peace out, I'm done. She was raised by an alcoholic grandma and her cruel grandpa who beat her with a belt. Oh, all right, beat with belt, whatever, but there's excessive beating, right? Can we agree mm -hmm. on that? Yeah. Some That's one thing to spank your kid, but some motherfuckers go way too goddamn far. 
her dad committed suicide in jail when she was only two years old. Now, mm-hmm. at two years old, you don't even know your dad. When you hear the news, if you even do hear the news at two years old, oh, your dad committed suicide. You don't even know what suicide is. You yeah. don't even know who your dad is. But you got to grow up with that. And you got to learn that after the fact. Let me, when you're let a fucking point teenage. Out, I hate to huh? interrupt you. Let me point out real quick. He committed suicide in Leavenworth. Really? Is that a is that a Florida thing or what? That's a that's a military. That's a military post. Are you sure? Leavenworth is where we send all criminals in the army to prison. That's oh, that's the military. Really? So prison. he's a fucking soldier, eh? I don't know. I'd have to be. Maybe. Why, yeah. Why else maybe. would he be in a military prison, dude? I don't know. And I've tried to do a little bit of research, and I couldn't figure it out. Like, why? Why Leavenworth? Is that what? Is, are you sure he killed himself in Leavenworth? Yeah, that's what that's I read. Wild. Where's Leavenworth? What is it? Is uh, that a Kansas? Fort Leavenworth. Elaborate Kansas. on it. What is Leavenworth? So Leavenworth is like if I killed somebody in the army, if I killed another soldier, that's my prison. So it's a military prison. Okay. Yeah, I don't go. I don't go to. I mean, I can. Well, I'm saying I was that was my next question. You're an MP. Can you get a job at a military prison? Well, or how do they do that? So I'm a 31 Bravo, which is MP. And then there's 31 Echoes, which is the the military correction officer. Okay. So for me to get stationed, I could go to Leavenworth. I've heard of MPs working in there, but it's an Echo job. 31 Echo. It's a correction officer. So So I I, I don't know. You're a street cop, right? Yeah. Like you, you run like, base and, and I'm in the outside base. of base. Not so much outside. That's not my jurisdiction. Okay. Thirty one echoes no. work in prisons. They work on Guantanamo Bay, which is in Cuba, Leavenworth. Right. They're they're only like restricted to like four duty stations because they're thirty one echoes because they're correction officers. Okay. Yeah. The army, your, the military your, police. Your wife is, is uh is, is she she's a cop, but is she's didn't she start as a CO? Yeah. She was a Pulaski County Sheriff's Deputy, and then she's now a federal police officer. Y'all she works some bad motherfuckers. <laughs> she works on post now for the federal government as a civilian. Damn, yeah. that's cool. So yeah. if you and her were drag racing, who pulls over who and who, who who's got the bigger dick? Well, Metaphorically speaking, <laughs> huh? I would pull her over. So you'd be the guy, like if the people come down and like, I'm arresting you. No, yeah. I'm arresting you. Who's going well, to jail? She's like the MP civilian side that can do my job on post. See, the army hires the army has military police, and they also hire civilians as military police. Okay, that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, that's what she is. So she's basically an MP, but on a civilian side. I can still do the same shit I do as an MP on post. Right. Makes sense. But That's yeah, he was in Leavenworth. Awesome. Yeah. He he was in Leavenworth and I, I don't know why he killed himself in Leavenworth. I, maybe he, maybe. I know he, why he was in Leavenworth. That's what I'm I saying. I know what is, what, what he got convicted like, of. Like, I don't know during the time. Is that where they sent people? What, what has changed? Cause I don't know of any civilians that are in Leavenworth. I don't even know his name to be honest. I, I should have went a little bit further in that, but cause 
If I would have known that, that he was in Leavenworth, I totally would have looked that up. I had no idea. That's well, crazy. Go ahead. I, I'll I'll see what I can do. I'll see All right. I can bring it up. Go ahead. So this fucking cocksmoker, he committed suicide in jail when she was two years old. And what he was charged with, can you guess? Kidnapping and raping a Rape. child. Yep. A child. <sighs> so this is Eileen Warnos's dad. This is her DNA. This is her stock that she comes from. At 13 years old, she was raped. She became pregnant. At 14 years old, she quit school, and that's when her grandpa decided to kick her out. So she started prostitution at age 15. She claimed to get about five to six guys a day. And she said the reason why she was able to get five to six guys a day is because of her low prices. There was not much competition. But if you look at Eileen Warno's photos, you can tell. At some point, she was probably a fox back in the day oh, before yeah. the, the the drugs and the drinking came in and and the rough living. Dude, she was a fox back then, I bet. So no at 33 years old, she started killing. She straight up says that she was hooking. And then the, we already chimed in on this. The media says she claimed to be a dense, damsel in distress trying to get away, but she killed him. And uh, her girlfriend pretty much shit on her. She was arrested January 9th, 1991 in Volusia County. She died October 9th in 2002. She was on death row for 10 years. She died of lethal injection. I was going to say, too, that the monster movie was basically bullshit. And it's kind of like this fucking pissant romance story. They got two of the hottest bitches in Hollywood at the time to play them. Charlize yep. Theron, who's a fucking smoking fox. And you got Christina Ricci, my first crush ever, playing her girlfriend. And those two women did not look like that. Like, Charlize Theron yep. is crazy hot. And they uglied her up. And she, she looked a lot like Eileen Warnell. She, she was good. Even her mannerisms, her voice. She pulled everything. it off. She pulled it off. She did. So let me let me redact a statement. So All right. I found him. Leo Arthur Pittman was a biological father, and he died in Lansing, Leavenworth County, Kansas. Okay. At a at a state penitentiary. But when I All looked right. it up, when I when I did my vlog, it just said that he had died in Kansas in Leavenworth. So I just put the two together. I was like, okay. So so it was a state penitentiary. In Lansing, Kansas, which is Leavenworth. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it is Leavenworth, but it's not the military base Leavenworth. So there, I'm glad I looked that up. And his name's Leo Arthur. No, me too, because that was that was confusing there for a minute. Yeah, I was we were like, both what? like, wait a minute. Yeah, that just didn't make any sense. But now I clarified that up. So So we'll we'll probably want to end this in the next nine minutes or so, right? Yeah, I mean... Um, so yeah, Eileen Warnos was adopted by a Christian lady, and I kind of think this Christian bitch was just trying to be a part of the story. Like, uh, even on 60 Minutes, the Australia version, they were like, this woman's been known to adopt animals. And it's like, so now you're comparing Eileen Warnos to a fucking animal? You know what I mean? Do you have the segment that I showed you of her last interview? Yeah, yeah. I would love to hit that, so um, not right now, the second, but I do want to say that, like, I think that Homeboy had a really good 
point. They they just they ripped her off. They tore her apart. And they're coming at her with movie deals and book deals. And like we haven't had a serial killer. Serial killers were in the 60s, 70s, 80s, right? This bitch got busted in like 91. And it just and it was a woman. So oh fuck, we gotta make it a big deal. You know, and I think yeah. she got shit on and she's guilty of murder, regardless. Right. Hands fucking down. Don't blame us. Ten out of ten is gonna go out there out and say that Eileen Warnos is a murderer. Yep. Right? Yep. Do we agree? I agree one hundred percent. Like right. like you know, it's um society, you know, did play off of her. Society did make money off of her. Society Absolutely. did make make a example out of her. Um, what right. EA Hora said earlier that, uh, you know, there was a lot of people that's done a lot worse and get a lot less, you know. That was one of her statements in so, her 60 Minutes interview. She said, the judge told me that I was the biggest monster he's ever seen or I committed the worst crimes in the world. And he, she's like, all I did was shoot him and leave him. She's like, I didn't cut their dicks off and stick them in their mouths. Yeah. I didn't rape their kids. I didn't yep. cut off their heads. All I did was shoot them and leave them there. And, and but I'm said, the biggest fucking monster in the world. Yeah. And she said, I, I did a pretty pretty bad job covering it up. So it's not like, she, you know. Okay. I think, that's... I think each I think each John, she went in as hooking. But again, I think that's where she blacked out, ends up killing for more, you know. Here's another thing she wanted and she ended up killing him. No, I totally right. We're, we're right fucking there. And I totally agree with you, but she did say, in one of her first interviews was 60 minutes when she's like, I'm pretty sure it was like her first interview and it was 60 minutes, Australia. And she's like, I left the shitty job, right? Like a fucking dirty scene. But her last interview, she's like, I left fingerprints everywhere. And I did it on purpose, and she's basically saying that the cops knew about her the whole fucking time, and that they let her commit these murders to basically make make her a poster child to have a new serial killer, because that's what the media needed. And then she goes in saying that they had sonic waves in her fucking cell, and that her fucking mirror was a computer sending sonic vibrations to make her sick. She's like, every day I got my food, I washed it. The one day I didn't wash it, I got sick for six months and almost died. Like, she's fucking nuts. But me, myself, I do suffer from, like, mental health. Probably not like she does, you know, especially her PTSD from the things that happened to her as a child. But in one point in her last interview, the day before she gets murdered or executed, I should say, she says they had my pills all fucked up. Like she mentioned her medicine. And it's like her last words probably weren't really what she truly thought, dude. She was probably so out of her fucking mind on death row, man. There's no sunlight. There's no fucking interaction with anybody. Shit food. You know what I'm saying? When she got arrested, she was kind of big. And then, like, her last interview, she's skinny as fuck. But, like, the pill thing, I remember that. She mentioned the fuck out of that. She's like, they got my pills all fucked up. I was like, man, like, that kind of hit home a little bit. But I'm not saying saying that, like, you know, I don't know. But, like, 
So let me let me do my last fucking thing here. What do you want to do first? You want to do her last interview, or do you want me to give my last little facts here? I kind of think you should do the last interview. Okay. Real quick before I play see. it. Real, real quick before I play it, I talked to the guy that owned the bar. When I yeah, was down that's there. what I brought up first. I want to hear yeah. about this a lot. He, he Elaborate. That, so I talked to him, and he was genuinely like, he said that she was like one of us. That's what he said. He said she was like one of us, just trying to make it, you know. He was like, what she did was murder, plain and simple. She did wrong. But every day, day to day, it's not like she was fiending to go kill people. It wasn't like I have to kill people. He said that she was just one of us trying to make it. And she was genuinely a nice person. He was like, she, she, and he said it. She was my best friend. She, you know, he, he even mentioned, I tried to steer her on the right path. I tried to, to protect her from certain things she was doing, but you know, she was a grown ass woman. She made, she didn't make mistakes. She made bad decisions. You know what I mean? Uh, so he, he was genuine. He was like, look, I I loved her to death. I tried everything they, I could to help her. They portrayed that character in the movie Monster, too, when Kane Hodder and the other guy showed up. It was like Diamond Dallas Page, the wrestler. Yeah. When the, when the two bount, or, uh, bounty hunters showed up to get her, the bartender was like, don't go outside and smoke a cigarette with that guy you know come here talk yeah. to me come here hang out with me yeah, yeah he was genuine know. he was like i it was he lost a best friend you know what she did was wrong but he he did what he what he could you know uh he he offered her a place to stay if she didn't have money she would stay there at the bar right uh you know she knew everybody that was in and out it wasn't she wasn't like this monster that was just going around killing people you know uh, yeah, she did, wasn't Richard Ramirez or Gainesville yeah, Ripper she, breaking into people's houses. I, I feel like she took advantage and she, you know how a dog bites something and gets the taste for blood? You ever heard that saying? I've like heard a, it. I, a dog gets the taste of blood. He's never the same. I think yeah. I think she she felt something when she killed that first one. And even though I feel like it was kind of like a self-defense on the first John. But after that, I, I you know, she just, it just. It was just a fucking yeah. adrenaline and money and just trying to get by. It was a quick buck. Uh, you know, he back to what he was saying, you know, he lost a friend. And he had, dude, he had stuff that was signed by her, pictures, bras, panties, clothes. Like, he showed like me. for like, sale? No. No. His? He had all this shit. You got um, some dope-ass shirts. Let me see them, because... Can I contact this guy and get those shirts? Because I want a fucking shirt. I'll give you this one. It's not a fucking... It's a large, though. You want this shirt? No. Well, fuck you, then. I want an XL. Let me see what I can do. (laughs) I got this right here, too. I bet I can hit up the bar. They probably got a Facebook page or something. Be like, yo, let me rub that. You know, tell me he's not really making money off of her. (laughs) You got hot sauce too? Yeah, dude, I got butt rub too. Are you for serious? Yeah, it says Crazed Killer Hot Sauce, and it gives the execution October 9th, 2002. And then on the back, See, it says I'll... warning. So warning you this... dropped some dough that day. So you were like, hey, I'm a fucking YouTuber. Let me record. But like, well, no, you I... weren't like that. 
I, you, you I came dropped, correct and you spent some money. Yeah, dude. Like he, you know, he let me walk around his compound inside the bar, and I mean, why not? You know, I was, yeah, fuck it, I'll support you. <laughs> I would have, you know. Uh, I don't know if I got the butt rub thing, but I definitely would have got two bottles of hot sauce, one to eat and one to keep. Yeah, and some book. shirts for I, show. I probably, I probably won't ever open these. You know, did he have stuff on display like her underwear and autographs? No, he, he said that he took. He said he took down because in the back of the bar there was like bras hanging down, and he said that he used to have a few of hers hanging up, but he took them down because of all the the attention. He didn't want like some fucking drunk or me going. Yeah, he them. he took them down because <laughs> he knew they were worth some luchi, and if he ever oh, gets yeah, broken, get he's got to sell shit. them. It can no doubt. Some of the autographs are the the signed shit he had of hers from like letters from prison. Like he had a fucking stack of like letters, design written. I was like, bro, you know, you could. <laughs> I know you want to make money. You know, you can, you can make some money off of that shit. You know, like, dude, damn. I'm talking like four figures for a full Easy. page. Dude, and then if you're letters. like, if you fucking cut them up, like you've seen what these murderabilia people do, they take just the envelope and cut out the signature and the address. Of from and to, and then make a swatch out of it. Yeah. Boom. And then they can fucking sell that for fucking hundred dollars or something. Dude, you know? dude, like the bras, man. Like, I would love to have the Eileen Warnos bra. I'm not gonna I, I lie. Want, like, I want one of. The, I got the fucking Charles letters. Manson hair. You think I'm fucking too cool <laughs> to not have a fucking dude? Dude, I used Eileen to have bra. <laughs> I used to have Charles Manson's ashes. I know you closet. dip shit and you sold them. You want them for what? Like twenty bucks. <laughs> So dumb, but you sold them for how much? Uh, what I get out of it, like six, I think, four or five, like six hundred dollars, yeah, something like that. Dude, I would, man, that's absurd. Okay, dude, who cares? Because it was his ashes mixing with ink, right, for fucking artwork. So or something? it was a, a blood painting, and then at the very bottom, it was like a dub <laughs> of ash. Was it by that Ryan guy with the fucking horns yeah. in his head? Yeah, Ryan something. You know, starts with a G, I think. Almighty, Ryan Almighty. He claims Almighty. he's like the first guy to do the blood work and shit. And I don't know. I think that guy's kind of whack, but whatever. He's definitely a little he, out there. He's out there, but uh, his tattoos are good though. He does good tattoos. He he bought he bought a uh, a cadaver leg, <laughs> and uh, he was dipping it in ink and like putting them on canvases and selling them. <laughs> That's fucking genius. Gonna, I, I mean, you know, I'm do what you gotta do. Mushroom. Like Nico Clow, man. Nico Clow is a fucking. He seems like a super rad dude. So, but so you know, was, he's. If I was huh? to take my mushroom and put it on canvases, you think people would buy it? I wouldn't. Oh fuck you! We're not that famous yet. You got to kill somebody first, dummy. Yeah, but it's my mushroom, though. That was gonna be my next question. When are you gonna start killing people? So I so don't I have to. That way I can make money off of your yeah. bullshit and your bras. Yeah, Kill somebody, to... send me your bra, and then I'm going to make a hundred bucks. That is perfect. That's the smartest thing. You know, that's the best comment better than that fucking Scream movie that you're like. The greatest movie of all time? <laughs> Wrong arm. I get confused about how many arms I have. <laughs> Where is it at? There it is. What there is it's that? It's, it's kind of smudgy. I can't make that out. Oh, fuck you. Uh, I got a word for this. What is that? The Shining? Was it? 
<laughs> Gene, now you're just starting to hurt my feelings. All right, I'm going to play this clip. Hopefully, people see how crazy. If you don't know who this is, like, I don't idolize her, but I feel kind of bad for society doing what they did. Me too. I, I, I feel bad for the situation she was in. And, like, I, you know who else I feel bad for? The people who got killed. Of course. And the, the grandkids and the, yeah. the moms and the sisters and brothers. Like, you know, it's all, all everybody got fucked, you know? Oh, yeah. It's not cool, but I definitely want you to play this last interview. It's yeah. like seven minutes long. Let's let the whole thing ride. Uh, but pay attention to the officer on her, over her, it's her right shoulder. So from us seeing it, it'll be on the left side yeah. of the screen. But watch this guy's face, because you know there's two officers. Eileen's right here, two guys. And the one guy's just looking at his homeboy like this fucking bitch. This bitch is what? <laughs> Did you hear what this bitch just said? He's like, and like when he tries not to laugh, he starts vigorously chewing on his gum. <laughs> but she play. gets fucking. She says some crazy things, you know. Well, she's off her fucking meds, bro. She's she's a day away from dying. Come on, I'd say, it, so dude. They, exactly the next day at like nine forty-seven a.m., she was murdered. Dead. Yeah, right here, 9.47 a.m. the next day she got killed. And after this clip, I'll go real briefly into her last words, her last meal, and things like that, and then we'll fucking end it. But let's yeah. watch the seven-minute clip. Cause I'm, right. And feel free to pause it and chime in whenever you want. Yeah. All right, here we go. You know, I was just wondering how you're going to be, you know, at 9.30 tomorrow morning. Are you prepared? I'm prepared. I'm all right. I'm all right with it. And how? I'm all right with it, but like I said, remember and tell, let them know that I know that the cops knew who I was after Richard Mallory died. I left prints everywhere and they covered it up and let me kill the rest of those guys to turn me into a serial killer. I know they did because I was no professional serial killer or anything. I'm a murderer or whatever you want to call it, you know. I wasn't special at so, what I was doing. Eileen, how, I how, sloppy work, you know, and I left how have you prepared yeah. yourself for tomorrow morning? How, I'm all right with it. Hey, I'm ready to go. Hey, I was tortured at BCI. They had, they had the intercom on in the room and they kept lying that it wasn't on and they were using sonic pressure on my head since 1997. Sonic and pressure. And every time I was trying to write something, I, they, I think they had some kind of eye in the cell, I'm not sure, but every time I started writing something, it went up higher. So I'm thinking that probably had the TV rigged. The TV or the mirror or something was rigged. They got a huge satellite on the compound. What's After they that? put the huge satellite yeah. on the compound, could have been either rigged to the TV set or the mirror or something. Because the electrician, when he put the mirror on the wall, he said, doesn't that look like a computer? The back of it, and he stuck it to the wall. And do you think, what, did that affect your mind, do you think? Huh? Did that affect your mind in some way, the sonic? It was crushing my head, and they were using sonic pressure continually. Then when I had three meetings with Miss Villacorda on it, Every meeting I had, she increased the pressure of the volume of the calm 
increased the harassment on the floor, increased the uh, trays being inedible, just increased every bit of my complaints and trashed all grievances. They're trying to make it look like I was crazy at all times, rig up the room with torture. If I said anything about their whole, I think their whole plan was to try to make it look like I was totally crazy. And so nobody would believe anything I had to say about anything. And then drive me there if they could. I suffered so bad. I was really struggling to survive. Had a lot of trays that were attempted murder and everything. I had to wash all my food off. And then one day I didn't wash my food off and I was sick for three weeks, almost died. But you're okay now. I'm okay. I'm okay. God is going to be there. Jesus Christ is going to be there. All the starts getting mad now. And everything. Yeah. And, you know, whatever, whatever's on the beyond, I think it's going to be more like Star it's Trek like beaming me up into a space vehicle, man. Then I move on, recolonize to another planet or whatever. But Heaven's gate. whatever's the beyond, I know it's going to be good because I didn't do anything as wrong as they said. I did the right thing. And I saved a lot Somebody of people's butts from getting hurt yep. and raped and killed, too. So are you saying that you killed in self-defense or in, in cold blood? What do you, what do you, because you, you've changed your story. I'm just trying to What are you talking about? Change story on what? No, about whether it was self-defense or not. I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to get in depth about my cases, Nick. I'm on my way to the chamber, nothing's stopping it. You can believe it or you don't have to believe it. That's up to you, man. Put a big question mark on your film. What more is there to say about the cops? <laughs> what, what more do you want to say about the cops? A lot of stuff. Did you know that they were surveilling me before I killed? And then I knew it? And that it was covered up? Did you know there was helicopters dropping down from the sky? Deputy sheriff with decoys picking me up four or five months before my arrest? It was covered up? But nonetheless, nobody ever asked me these the questions. Whether the cops were following you or not, I. Oh, whether the cops were following me or okay. not, Eileen. Okay, what? let's say let's say the cops were following you. Yeah. Let's say they were following uh -huh. you and they did everything that you're you're saying they did. Uh huh. Nonetheless, yeah. You killed seven men. Yes, you did. And I'm asking you, what got you to kill the seven and men? And I'm telling you because the cops let me keep killing them, Nick. Don't no, you not, get it? Not everybody is killing seven people. So there must have been something in you that was getting you to oh, do Oh, you that. are lost, Nick. So I was a hitchhiking hooker. Right. Running into trouble. I'd shoot, shoot the guy if I ran into trouble. Physical trouble. The cops knew it. When the physical trouble came along, let, him, let her clean the streets. And but, then we'll pull her in. But That's how come why. there was so much physical trouble? It just, it, because it was all in one year. Seven people in one oh, year. Oh, well. Oh, well. But why not say now? Because I'm out of retaliation for taking my life like this and getting rich off it all these years in, in total pathological lying. Yeah, thanks a lot. I lost my fucking life because of it. Couldn't even get a fair trial. Couldn't even get a fair investigation or nothing. Couldn't even have my appeals right. You sabotaged my ass society and the cops and the system. A raped woman got executed and was used for books and movies and shit. Ladder climbs, re-election, everything else. I got a big finger in all your faces, thanks a lot. You're inhuman, you're an inhumane bunch of fucking living bastards and bitches, and you're gonna get your asses nuked in the end. 
and pretty soon it's coming. 2019, a rock's supposed to hit you anyhow. You're all going to get nuked. Heaven's gate. You don't take fucking human life like this and just sabotage yep. and rip it apart like Jesus on the cross and say, thanks a lot for all the fucking money I made off of you. And not care about a human being and the truth being told. Now I know what Jesus was going through. They've been trying to tell the truth. And I keep getting it stepped on. Concerned about if I was raped, if I... I'm not giving you mu book and movie info. I'm giving you info for investigations and stuff. And that's it. You pause it. Yeah. She keeps bringing up books and movie info. She's like, I'm not giving you all that. And I think, I think a lot of her story is bullshit, man. I think that she's saying she she told a good story for the books and movie deal. And if from what I've heard, I forgot who it was, but there was a woman. It might have even been her or someone she knew that was in the grocery store, and a woman approached her and was like, "I know who you are. I know you're wanted. Here's the card. Contact this person for a movie deal." when you get busted and i don't know how fucking true that is but i've definitely read it more than once and that's how the monster movie deal came out and she was yeah. telling the story of these things that happened and it's just weird that at first she's like i killed all these people and then when her girlfriend testified against her she's like oh no it was self-defense yeah now she's pissed off about the books and movie deals She's like, it doesn't matter what I fucking say anyway. Like, none of you guys fucking care, you know? And yeah, well, it's just her her story definitely has changed well, several he, times. The 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 guy in the bar, he yeah, I did I did ask him. He said that the movie did not depict you know depict her. Uh, he said it was not one hundred percent accurate. I think that movie is As basically we, like ninety percent bullshit. Yeah, it's a I great think, movie. Like oh, yeah. I love that movie, straight oh, up. But you have oh, to watch you. it. You gotta go outside looking in. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta come in at a different angle than opposed to this is just some movie. You gotta think of Eileen like, you know, this is Hollywood's portrayal. Yeah, like this is what the movie said, but we all know this is not. You know, yeah, they, they, I think they that whole plot, sexy plot. lesbian romance bullshit and. It was all overdone. And another thing I want to tell you and everybody else listening is there's a movie called, it just came out called The Boogie Woman. And it's about Eileen Warnos, but who plays her is Peyton List, the really cute girl from Cobra Kai. Yeah. And um, sorry, I was reading the comments, but Peyton List is the really pretty blonde girl from Cobra Kai. And she's been in like Disney Channel stuff. But that movie is a really good movie, but it is also 100% bullshit because it's just the director's portrayal. Like he tells his own story of what he thinks happened and what he wished happened and things like that. But as far as entertainment goes, Monster's a good movie. And The Boogie Woman is a good movie, but they're both bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, this is Ryan's comment. I don't get how she wants to justify and say, well, they're taking her life. Go ahead and you say it. Read yeah, it. You can read better than yeah, me. Yeah, her life. Well, no shit. You took seven. She acts like they shouldn't take hers. 
maybe I'm uh, misunderstanding it, but wow. Um, no, I, I, I agree, you know, to a certain extent as far as like she did kill the seven people. I get it. And but I I think with her mental uh, her her mental issues that she had on top of everything, how everybody was coming at her with some of the wild shit she was saying, like they, they put this in the walls and this and the here. mirror was a computer yeah. that was sending yeah, sonic I think, waves. I think that was a lot of this and like, I don't think Elon Musk could do that, you yeah, know. It, like and on top of that, I think her being off her meds, you know. Absolutely. Um, she she was by far. And death row was a motherfucker. Yeah. I mean that's enough to bear, you know, on on any anybody that was sane, you know. Um Right. And another thing too, like I hate to keep going back to music and stuff, but um think about like when you meet like actors or singers who are so arrogant assholes and it's like if you're told every single time that you meet somebody that you're the shit or you're amazing, that's going to, that's going to make an effect on you. And it's going to change the way that you behave when you meet people. And like her, the only time she meets people is she's getting asked the same fucking questions. She's the most notorious female serial killer of all time. It makes me wonder if she's trying to play a character like, yeah. And she don't even know who she is or who she wants to be. You know, right. does that, and does any of no. that make sense? Like, no, I, so I, every I, time the camera turns on, she says something different for whatever mood she's in because she's fucking bipolar, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I, I agree. She's definitely living in her own little world. You know, uh, reality, uh, her reality is not like our reality. Uh, I, right. society used and abused her, no doubt. But at the same time, at the end of the day, she's a killer. She killed seven people, you know. For sure, I, yeah. I've, I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm not I, saying yeah. she should be a free. Yeah, I, no I, I don't think she should have got the death penalty. And I and she, it was in Florida. Florida don't fuck around back in the day, and Florida right. still don't fuck around with that death penalty. So had this happened like in the upstates, like fucking Ohio or somewhere up there, she Illinois here, she wanted she she got life. Yeah, I mean, she probably could have done this in Rockford and be like, oh, six months probation, you know, something like that. You can like kill that. a cop in Rockford and fucking Rock, Rockford's fuck. But <laughs> you mean, you mean no, finish, I'm, I'm not even trying things? to be funny. Like, it's, it's no. bad. It's bad up here in Illinois, dog. Like, Chicago, like, that, let me tell you how bad it is real quick. Never mind. We don't got to get there. But statistically speaking, per capita, per capita, Murder per capita. Rockford is the worst country, uh, city in the world, in the country, I mean. Yeah. Because Chicago has more people than Rockford does. But more people get killed on the daily in Rockford, if that makes sense. Like, no, it's, I it's get fucking it. wild. And then yeah. we got Gary, Indiana, that's like fucking a throne stow away from Chicago. But lucky me, I live in Cherry Valley in the campground, you know. But. Yeah. I, um, Eileen so Morrill's talking about the fucking execution thing. She had the opportunity to plead guilty and and get a plea bargain and do life in prison. And when she got adopted by this woman, I didn't write down her name because I didn't think it was important because I kind of thought she was a douchebag. This Christian lady um, adopted her as her daughter and was like, "You should get life in prison because you can keep going on TV shows and make movies and you can spread the word of Christ." And Eileen was like, dude, fuck that. 
You know, like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm a grown woman and I'm going to make my own decisions of what I do with my life. And so she ended up pleading guilty and then fucking getting executed. But I don't think she deserved to get killed. I think she should have just fucking sat in jail for life, you know. Yeah, but just another thing, too, bro, is like dying. Like, you and I don't know what happens when we die. No. And like, to me, that's kind of the scariest part about it. Like, I'd probably rather live my life out in prison if I had protection and wasn't in gen pop and have to deal with gangs and shit. But like, to have to know, like, on this day you're going to die, that would be terrifying. Because oh, you're counting yeah. down the days, and none of us knows whether you're religious or not. Nobody knows what the fuck happens when we die. Point blank. Yeah. And uh, I don't think she deserved that. I don't think she deserved to be free, but they should just let her fucking be in prison. And another reason why I wish she lived out her life in prison is so we can have more of these interviews to see if she would be 80 someday and be yeah. like, all right, look. Yeah. Let, I don't care anymore. Let kind me tell kind of you like what really Manson, fucking happened. The Manson interviews, you know, we we watched Manson, you know, just like go from up here from the hype to like straight to like this guy was fucking loony at the towards the end of his some of his interviews, you know. So we could have got the opportunity to hear more of her story. Like I feel like there was more to it than what she was trying to portray. Let's let's make her tell her story on her meds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if right. she was on her meds, she'd be like, I fucking killed these motherfuckers. Um, I did it. Nobody was holding cameras in my cell. You know, all that shit. I was just fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, who, who's to say as she gotten older, mature, and, and, and you know, tell us what really happened. And Why finally you realizing you got me? nothing to lose. Like, this girl knows she's going to die in six yeah. hours. She was telling people all kinds of shit, I think, towards the end, just to... Wait till you hear her last words. Yeah, here, let's play it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we'll get to that after the fact, but... I'll play this, and then... All right. I like I like watching this shit on YouTube. It is, yeah. I'll fall asleep, especially the Manson interviews. is pretty cool. I'm not saying he's cool. We, but... we, we're going to do a whole episode on him, and that's oh, probably no. going to be yeah. a really long one. And if you want, um, like you stated earlier, how, you know... It, at first, his episode, her, his interviews were fucking buck wild, but at yeah. the end, when he knew he was gonna die, he started telling the truth about Vincent yeah. Bugliosi and how it was all bullshit, and it was all Tex Watson's fucking idea. Yep, you gotta fucking read Manson in his own words. Well, the and, guy uh, never killed anybody. That's a whole other story. You know, that could be another one we do. He, we'll just dedicate yeah. it all to him. But I, that's another one that I feel like society railroad his ass to. That's just me. One hundred percent. I think Charles Manson is a folk hero, and he does not deserve. He did not deserve to be in prison. Yeah, I don't, the I motherfucker don't like pussy and acid, and yeah. the people he were hanging out with were killing people. And I don't right. think he fucking did any of that shit. He definitely chopped off Gary Hinman's ear, and he might have had some shit to do with Shorty Sheehan's fucking disposal of the body. But that's yeah. that's all I'm going to get that's into on this episode. I, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have All to right, let this ride. Nick, I'm not going to go into any more detail. I'm leaving. I'm glad. Thanks a lot, society, for railroading my ass. Okay, let's go. Look at that. Just, all right, let's go. It was really pretty incredible that Eileen had just sailed through the psychiatric test. Nick Bloomfield's a douchebag, though, the guy interviewing her. It makes yeah. you wonder what you're going to do punk. to fail. 
He's biased as fuck. Nick Bloomfield, he did a documentary called Kurt and Courtney. It's all about Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. He did a documentary called Biggie and Tupac. That's about um, Eminem and Dr. Dre. Kidding. <laughs> it sounds like balls hitting ass. Uh, totally. <laughs> Dude, I taught my daughter the one hand clap today. <laughs> I can clap with one hand. Fucking weird. So, anyway. All right. So, um, I was wondering if you. All right. So. I was wondering if you want to end this. I'm going to do the last words, last meal, things like that. But I was wondering when we were done with that, there's two songs. Now, I watched the 60 Minutes Australia version of Eileen Warnell's, and the lady was in the last resort bar. And she walked into the jukebox, she put a quarter in, and she's like, this is the same exact jukebox Eileen Warnell's would play her favorite song on. She hit play and walked away. And the song playing was called Digging Up Bones. But I know that her favorite song was Carnival by Natalie Merchant. And she wanted that song played at her funeral. And but what's weird is like that song came out in like 1995. And I'm pretty sure she got busted in like 1991. So I'm like, how did she hear that fucking song, and why was that song her favorite? I mean, maybe she heard it in prison. You know, you know they they allow music and stuff. You know, for sure. Like, and like Damien Eccles, like one of the one of the West Memphis Three, we're definitely gonna do an episode about them too. But like Damien Eccles said that he would watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre too all the time on death row. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get to watch that movie all the time? You know, but yeah, it's weird. So, I don't know for a fact that Digging Up Bones is her favorite song, but that's just what the interview bitch from 60 Minutes said. Is that Randy Travis? But I do know that... Huh? Isn't that by Randy Travis? Is it? That really big, That really big-jawed, ugly motherfucker? Yeah. He had a stroke. Like, he's in bad shape. Oh, well, fuck me. Yeah. You're, You're an asshole. I knew he had a big, ugly jaw before I knew he had a stroke. So, fuck you. (laughs) Is digging up bones the fucking... Look it up. And then, uh, if you want, we can end the song uh, just in memory of Eileen Warnos. Let's play the song Carnival by Natalie Merchant. And that's the song that she requested to be played at her funeral in 1995. But I don't know if she had a fucking funeral to be honest with you her ashes uh the bar the guy that owns a bar said a couple of his les her lesbian friends a group that she knew or something took the ashes and spread it across there's a tree out back of the bar gave a little bit of ashes behind that tree and then it was spread throughout the whole wherever else but he said that she was sprinkled a little bit outside a tree Maybe a little bit. Back. As far as I know, Don Botkins owns all of her shit. Yeah. Don Bot Don Botkins got her ashes and yeah. has a well, walnut he... tree in yeah, her backyard he... where she spread the ashes. Yeah. No, I, I agree. 
Um, he might have got did, a piece. Did, you know, when my sister died. Little. I got a little piece, and everyone yeah. else got a little. I, think, piece. I don't think it was like the whole ash. I just know he said that right. some of her ashes was sprinkled. He probably um, got a chunk. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, him being close like that, he had a lot of stuff of hers. Yeah, it's it's by right. Randy Travis digging up bones. She was on fucking death row for ten goddamn years. I'm sure he got some shit from her. Dude, and he probably some letters of, being like, "Hey, let fucking letters, homeboy dude. from Last Resort get a chunk of my ashes." I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it was in the letter. Like, "Hey, can you?" You know how they talk. You know he didn't right. share. You know he didn't share the detail of the letters, but man, he had a stack of them. That's cool. Sitting on that money, and I know that's kind of gross to say, profiting off of somebody that did such a tragic event. But that's what that's what people do in this world, man. We make <sighs> when I say we, we make money off of fucking everything. Right. That's what we do. We 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 eat each other in this society. Period. Right. It's just this way we are. It's I'm waiting society. for something like that to happen to me. Yeah. You know, like some fucking homeboy I know. I'd be like, that guy has a piece of shit, but before he did that, he was cool as fuck. And I got a whole bunch of selfies with him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. So I need Call to sell me sick, you. but I, I need to do a bunch of mushroom stamp canvases for you so you can sell them when I'm dead. Before you fucking go ape shit. Yeah. Before I lose it. Right. If anybody wants to buy one, just leave a comment below. Um We got we got the Patreon set up yet or no? <laughs> no. I think we got to have so many subscribers before we can set up Patreon, right? No, I don't think so. The Patreon is Donate for... money to us! <laughs> Fuck anybody, a Patreon! All the people that's watching, the Patreon is going to be for, like, shirts, stickers, mushroom stamp canvases, you know... Yeah, it's did, all going to go we, back to you guys. Yeah, I'm not going to spend it not, on fucking autographs yeah, or nothing. Yeah, I don't need... Like, when I say I don't need money, I, I don't need money. This is for fun. And, and for me right. to, like, make shirts stickers and all this other shit i'll even print some shit for the people who want to fucking start donating it's more or less just to give back i would love for someone to rock a shirt with like don't blame us you know what i mean that'd be 100 shit like that's it's basically us pay you're paying for the promotion for us to put all our shit and give it to you Right, and this is how you we know. get other guests on, you know, yeah. and we can get horror yeah, movie a, actors or yeah, there's a few, people there's who are true crime yeah. people we can get on. There's a few that I've contacted that wouldn't that don't want to do this for free. It's like a hundred bucks right. an hour. So I'm like, fuck. Right. <laughs> you know, uh and that's that's why I think starting it and whoever wants to donate to whatever who don't donate, I'll pay out of fucking pocket, but you know, it's, eventually it it's going to happen. Is. You or I are going to have to pay out of pocket for t-shirts yeah. and just charge charging these uh, bastards. I know. I know, but it is what so, it is. I'm not. No, I know. I'm to totally kidding. I like at the end of the day, um, if nobody was watching, which I'm sure there aren't anybody watching, seven people, I would still sit here for two and a half hours and talk to you about serial killers. Oh yeah. Regardless, I, I would. I would go another two hours, but I know we're trying to stay. We're already at two hours and 30 minutes, and I don't fucking right. care. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we got a good audience. We got fucking seven people, so I don't so let's it. Let's end it with Eileen Warnos's last words, and then we're going to play a little game. I want you to guess her last meal, and then do you mind playing the song uh, Carnival? By Natalie Merchant. Yeah, I'll play it. 
and then we'll fucking peace the fuck out, right? Like you can you can do that to where when the song is done, we'll just fucking bail. Yeah, I can turn it off whenever. All right. So, Eileen Warnos's last words were, "I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock, and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus, big mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back." That was her last words. She died at 9.47 a.m. With the whole I'll be back thing, it's like, are you sure you were talking about Independence Day or were you talking about Terminator? I'm confused. I I get a Heaven's Gate vibe from her. For sure, dude. I think, because you know she mentions, we're all going to be a big rock going to kill you anyway. We're all going to come to a mothership. We're going to go on a mothership and fucking exercise all this world. But when was Heaven's Gate was way before... 2019 though. Yeah, it was like 2007. I thought it was like no, 80. it was 1997. Wasn't yeah, it? I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like 90s. It's like 97. Yeah, March 26, 1997. Boom, discovered the baby. bodies of 39 active members. Yeah, yeah. So. I think she's probably going off like some fucking Nostradamus bullshit or something that she saw on the news, but um, the whole big mothership and all thing from Independence Day, that's like in my top fucking 20 fucking favorite movies of all time. I love Independence Day. It's not as good as Scream, but it's definitely better than The Shining. <laughs> So fucking, what do you say? Let's get out of here. Let's fucking jam off this fucking. What was the last meal? Oh no, you're yeah. God damn it! Thank you. Um, you got to guess. What do you? Because uh, you half-ass guessed the Gainesville Rippers' last meal because you said seafood. You said shrimp, and it was lobster tail. What do you think, Eileen Warnos is? She's a Florida girl, but. Don't get it fucked up. She's from the Midwest beforehand. What do you think her last meal was? I'm going to guess piece by piece. I'm going to say some coffee. That's it. You're done. A cup of coffee was her last meal. That's all she requested. Yeah, that's a straight up G. I bet you straight up. That's what happened. Did you know this or are you fucking with me? I should have let you ride and I, let you name six or seven other things. I, I knew because I've read it. Ah, uh, see, you shouldn't have said that. You should have been like, I just guessed it, man. I'm a Florida boy who hangs oh, out with a Midwest guy. Well, you gotta, I, I mean, I did the fucking research, you know, no, I know. months ago. Right. Uh, I know. I would have, had I not read it, what I would have guessed, I would have said mac and cheese. Maybe a steak. I also like meatloaf or some shit. Yeah. Like maybe meatloaf, chicken, mashed potatoes, and corn on the cob. That's it's what she'd want. I'd probably say some some bar food. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Some she motherfucking probably... onion rings and shit. <laughs> God damn it. Give me some of them beer nuts and some <laughs> a side of beer. <laughs> Right. I don't know. No, that was fucking genius. You're like, cup of coffee, and that's it. I win. Yeah. 
You I won win. serial killer fucking last meal trivia. So far, you're two for two, bro. I know. I, I'm just that good, man. Should we play the song or should day. we just tell everybody to fucking go to sleep? Nah, it's 1.30 in the morning. Let's play the song. Let's play a little bit of it. All right. I can't hear it. You can't hear it? No, you should play the music video. There you go, now I can hear it. You should you should rewrite this song and perform it. I should cover the fuck out of it. That's what you should do. Just cover people's last songs or their favorite songs. Not a bad idea. I want to. I want to read the lyrics. It sounds like it's singing about like being down and shit. It definitely could be. It definitely suits her. You know what I mean? Carnival, Natalie Merchant, right? Natalie Merchant. Lyrics. Alright, so it says... Oh, wow. Okay, right away. I get it. Well, I've walked these streets. A virtual stage, it seems to me. Makeup on their faces. Actors took their places next to me. Well, I've walked these streets in a carnival of sights to see. All the cheap thrill seekers, vendors, and the dealers, they crowded around me. Have I been blind? Have I been lost inside myself and my own mind? Hypnotized, memorized by what my eyes have seen. Well, I've walked these streets in a spectacle of wealth and poverty. In the diamond markets, the scarlet welcome carpet that they just rolled out for me. And so, I've walked these streets in the madhouse asylum they can be where a wild-eyed misfit prophet on a traffic island stopped and he raved, saving me. Have I been blind? Have I been lost inside myself and my own mind? Hypnotized, memorized, but what my eyes have seen. Have I been wrong? Have I been wise? To shut my eyes and play along. Hypnotized, paralyzed, but what my eyes have found. By what my eyes have seen what they have seen and then yeah. she goes on to say have I been blind have I been lost have I been wrong have I been wise have I been strong and it kind of repeats itself that's definitely her that's dude. deep yeah even even EA said damn if that isn't suited for her I don't know what is I get it I totally yeah. get it now 
Yeah, I that's, get why that's she, deep, man. What's fucking wild of this song? She got busted in nine. All right. She, she started at fucking 14, 15. Yeah. Started killing at 33. Got busted in 91. Four years later, she hears this song on Death Row. And she's like, that's probably why she thinks, like, this is my song. Like, being on Death Row four years later, she's like, fuck it. Like, like this is this is my jam. This is me. I know I'm, yeah. I know I'm going to peace out soon. Because she fucking... What was her execution date? 2002. So she got to sit on this song for like five or six years. Like, yeah. I totally get it. Wow, yeah, it was that's definitely fucking wild. To her. That's crazy. It makes you wonder, I don't know, like, because you always get that, that bitch at the bar that's a white girl wasted. This song's about me and my girls. And it, you know, like, yeah. was this song written about Eileen? Or was Drunken thoughts just... or... <laughs> huh? Drunken people's thoughts is the truth or some shit. What's that say? I don't know, man. What's that? What's that banner say? What is that? What banner? You see that? Fucking with me with this goddamn thing on the bottom. Yeah, dude. What is it? that, man? The movie Scream was written oh. by God herself and handed down from the mountains of Caucasus to the sucks. Caucasians of uh, Los Angeles, California wow. in 1996. Wow. wow. Did you know that it was a nominated for 14 awards and won all 14? You bitch. Bam! As the first and only and last time I'll ever call my best friend a bitch you know what? on the internet. But it's true. You know what? It had like fourteen awards. The fucking movie, ser- the 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 screen movie series, is like mm. fucking Fast and Furious. That, I yeah. no, yeah, no, absolutely not. There's like fucking ten of them. There's only four fuck face, and the fifth one's coming out January fifteenth. Oh, there's five. Oh, I'm sorry, five, five. I was five off. How dare you? Fifty percent <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Brent what did homeboy say though? Get... What what was yeah. the last comments? I missed them. Brent said, uh, "You guys need to get on Anchor. We this is gonna go up on Anchor." Brent said that. Yeah, we're on Anchor, motherfucker. Yeah, we're just live right now Anchor. doing the YouTube thing, and then eventually, when this is done, probably yeah, by know. what tomorrow, the audio will be on Anchor, yeah, Spotify, I'll, I'll try to iTunes. Yeah, all that. I'll shit. upload it. Google Play, all that shit. Jalik said, look at TCM, sir. Yeah, well. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That movie, all those movies sucked except one. There, I said it. I don't know. I liked a few of them. One and two. I don't, I don't know. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Jalik. So do you really movie. hate Scream or you just bust my balls? No, nah, I, I liked it. I liked the first one. That's it. All right. That's it. I only like the first one only got good towards the end. You're such a liar. 50-50. First one is a fountain of visual gold from beginning to end. There is no fodder in between. It is pure... Angel tears 
and unicorn orgasms. Look, if Courtney Love... Or the horror, it, it resuscitated horror, you fuck. If, if Courtney Love and Charles Manson produced and directed a scary movie, it would be Scream. Courtney Love and Charles Manson produced the movie. So you're saying it would be nothing less than murderous? Well, it would make me want to kill myself. <laughs> oh, fuck you! <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm out of kidding. here. You're lucky I got a pee. I'm kidding. No, I know. Just wait no. till we do an episode on Scream. Oh, I fucking... We're not going to do that. I won't <laughs> do that to you. You know what we are going to do, though? We're going to do an episode on Halloween 3 eventually because you love it so much and I hate it. And I've yet to watch it. So I will sit down just for this podcast. And I will watch all of Halloween 3. No, you won't. I, I will. I'll do it just for you. But yeah, I'm going to watch it in high def. Which means I'm going to be high as fuck. High as fuck. And I'm going to be deaf with my fingers in my ears. Fair <laughs> I'm going to fucking enjoy it. Fair fucking enough. That's cool. High def, baby. All right, let's get the you, fuck out of here. Shit. What do you think? I got a piss and I want to smoke a goddamn cigarette. Yeah. So all the people that has uh, followed us up to this far, we've kept a solid four to seven. Uh, but we're not doing it for all the people to watch. You know, we appreciate the handful. If I can name you by name on how many people has watched this, then you're cool in my book. So, right. Usually, when I upload this in the anchor, it, it starts people share and it starts getting around and then i get comments saying you're a fucking piece of shit why would you do this why would you say that and then i'm like i don't give a fuck you know right it is what it is say what i say regardless whether anybody watches or not we're gonna do this anyway so it's just so much cooler that people actually watch and pay attention and that like really touches my heart a lot and like that's just going to make us do more episodes and make better content and be more prepared and things like that. And yeah. I, I appreciate think, every single person that watches. It's I think awesome. for, for the second episode when we figuring out this program, I think it, I think it went pretty good with some of the shit I'm doing. So yeah, this is only our second episode and our first one was over a month ago. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's all in timing, you know, um, we got to be more consistent every Friday. Yeah, we're going to try to drop Friday, content. It's just one of those things where, I need to get this shit ready for the next. Like, I need to be. Well, like, your mom was sick. I was sick. I was in vacation. Yeah, there's a lot of so shit came like, up. But I'm sure people understand it. For sure. Yeah, but that's so it. So next Friday, what do you think we should talk about? Let's, uh, I don't know. What do you think? We'll figure it out between you and I. We got six days to figure it out. We just yeah. figured out basically a couple hours ago we were going to talk about tonight. And I think we did pretty good. <laughs> just threw this together. How about next Friday, Halloween 3? All right, let's do it. You think so? Let's do, we'll do Halloween 3, and we'll add in a couple other, like, a few other movies. Terrifier. Let's do movies. No. Terrifier, what is that? That's a poem written by, uh, 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 fucking William Coxpear or something. Uh, uh, Jalik said Illinois serial killers, and that's how she said it. That's how she spelled it Illinois. Illinois. It's Illinois. God damn it. Yeah, Jalik. Um, we could do next week if you want to do, we can do Illinois. 
uh, we pretty much only have John Wayne Gacy, but I do have a friend that was an ex-deputy coroner that you're aware of who swears that there's nine active serial killers in Illinois, but they won't talk about it. But he told me that when he was a deputy coroner, he knew everybody, you know, and, and he swears that there's nine active serial killers in Illinois. But what do I know? I don't know. That's... I'll do some research. We'll collaborate and whatever. And then you and I will uh, figure it out next Friday, yeah. though. Next Friday, we'll go live. We get, we're going to be more consistent because we're not sick anymore. We're not on vacation anymore. Yeah. Your mom is healthy and you're back in town. Yeah, let's do it. We'll All right. So uh, at the end of the day, man, whether you agree or disagree. Don't blame us welcome to the podcast that passes poor performance on pop culture i'm your host darren duncan along with my best friend Audie Marsh. we're not here to hurt your feelings we're just here to entertain and at the end of it all whether you agree or disagree don't blame us